BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap. So I had to break it down The whole network, man, we coming for the crown Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd, and here with me have Rich Lotta. What's going on, man? Nothing much, man. Just um, celebrating. I guess. Uh, I guess we passed our eight-year anniversary of One Nation Radio. Um, you know, every time football season rolls around, I kind of think, "Wow, that's another year uh, the podcast has been going." So, um, yeah, just uh, released another music video uh, this morning. Uh, liking the feedback on it, dropped the song video to uh, my song "Imagine." So I was feeling kind of spontaneous and just pulled over and, uh, you know set the tripod up i actually ran the tuck yesterday that's crazy real quick we'll get into tuck in a second but real quick don't ever on this podcast or ever to me say that you felt real spontaneous and wanted to pull over don't ever say it to me ever again okay <laughs> <laughs> all right now we can move, now we can move on to talk about our whole boy tuck we'll suck up too so um i was you know driving around looking for like abandoned areas or like areas that like were wide open spaces so i was like why don't i pull up to like 
you know, like around beast or whatever. So mm-hmm. I drive over there and I park like right, you know, near his um, entrance. And he has a new, uh, he has a new joint. Uh, I didn't recognize the vehicle he had, oh, but okay. it's like, it looked like some type of wagon, but you know, so I always drives those ranges or something like that. So he jumped out of the car and he was like, and I looked over, I was like, Oh snap. So we, you know, we were at for a little bit mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, it was cool. Like we, I hadn't t- seen Tuck in quite a while, so we uh, had a yeah. nice little conversation. Yeah, uh, for those that are listening, Tuck's our homeboy. He's also a personal trainer. Uh, when we have lost various amounts of large quantities of weight, uh, me and Rich each like it's been because of times where we decided like, hey, let's go work out at Tuck's gym. So um, if you ever seen Skinny James, which is very rare, or uh, if you ever seen. Uh, Rich, when he's uh, slim and trim, has been uh, with the work of Rich, uh, been a work of work of uh, Tuck at Beast Athletics' gym. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I last saw I last saw Tuck back in February, which is funny because like, I was about to start going back to Beast, and then mm-hmm. nah, <laughs> shut 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 yeah. the whole country down. <laughs> like so, no, yes. no, that's just, yeah. So uh, that's the last time I talked to him. We had talked for like an hour about different things. Like the first time I had seen him since he uh, became a. A father, so that was also interesting to talk about, and you know, the times we're in with you know, uh, oh yeah, 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 that was that was a that was a part of the talk too. So, um, but yeah, Same. let's let's, but yeah, um, I guess uh, I don't know where do you want to start exactly? Because uh, so I guess things. um, yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of, there's Wednesday of, stuff. of stuff. There's this uh, draft thing we you want to do with the G one. Um, there's you know. There, at some point, I think we need to. So one of us has to like tune in to see what's going on with Roman, because yeah, it doesn't look like they're doing anything. We actually haven't talked about that yet. We haven't talked about his his whole turn. We, we have. I don't think we've talked about it like in like like the direction and you know what he's doing. Like I think we talked about him winning the title, but right, right, um, right, right, right. But. I was talking to a friend of mine who works for WWE. Oh, <laughs> um, and I was telling him how much I liked the concept of what they're doing with him. And I think he's going to get over the right way, essentially. Okay. And well, do me a favor. I have no context. I have been away from all forms of review wrestling for a review wrestling podcast or information for like the last two weeks. So I don't know what's been, I haven't heard a single review for anything. I've just heard, seen people talk about like, you know, people being saying, thinking that the direction and fight his cousin is interesting, but I don't know like what exactly is going on, what he's saying, what's being said, what is, what, you know, what is the potential, um, you know, directions that go from this particular pairing, this program, is it real? Are they actually going to give Jim usual a push or is it just like filler? So, Oh, okay. So I don't have, like I have no ancillary. clue what's going on. I'm next to no clue. I don't have ancillary d- details on everything, mm-hmm. but what I'm gathering is like, Jay is trying to get Roman to acknowledge like something's different with him or whatever. Okay. But Roman Reigns is a flat out heel now. It's right. But like, it's, he's oh, like, he is. Oh okay. yeah, yeah, and he's like, you know, I got everything under control. Like it, that, that patronizing ass line. Like, you know, I know what I'm doing. It was like, and um, the fact that Jay Uso is getting a title match. It's not a real push or anything, but okay. I figure it has three outcomes that are all good. Mm-hmm. Either a Roman and this guy have a nice match, and Reigns wins. 
whatever. And it's a nice, you know, dude to throw at him to begin. Mm-hmm. Second, he beats the shit out of his cousin, right? right. And it, and really, you know, he was that shit up like, man, what is he doing to his own family? Like, what the hell is going on out here? Or C, Jey Uso ends up joining him after the match, like, you know, on some Buddy Murphy's disciple type shit. So, okay. which he becomes Roman Reigns' pin eater, you know, going forward. Okay, so what, where does that leave Jimmy? I think Jimmy is, like, not active at the moment so is he hurt I, he may be okay well it's nice so, that like one of them gets hurt or one of them you know has some type of situation uh involving rehab and the other one's allowed to be on tv they normally never allow that so it's right. nice of them it's nice right so like i i'm actually like pretty intrigued to see what they do with that and it's rare that you'll get me to look at some on the main roster and be like I'm in like, so I'm, I'm excited for when the match comes. I don't need to tune into SmackDown. I think I kind of got the temperature uh, of the program uh, okay. that's going on. So it, it sounds kind of interesting. Y'all. So uh, yeah, people, I, I will... seen people online that, you know, see on the timeline, people that I care what their opinion is. It seemed to, they're not shitting on it. They, there seemed to be some interest there. So like, that's good because like, Quite frankly, like if they had turned him heel and they shut the badges way with Ambrose or with any other heel turns they fucked up over the last few years, it'd have been like really of all people to fuck up with heel turn with that guy. So yeah, I think so I think he's going to cool. come back around the right way. But um, okay. as far as um, I guess we can jump into um, our G one draft, which will double as like kind of like a G one preview. Kind of you know every time we select a guy. We'll just give, you know, what we think, you know, they've how they've done this year, if there's something to say about how they've wrestled, because obviously there's not a lot of, um, you know, there are a couple guys that haven't really had a lot of matches and, um, you know, and we'll select our sides and then we're going to write down the picks and we'll put them out and you guys let us know who's um, uh, G1 block you like better because these blocks are radically imbalanced when you look at them on paper. Yeah, even more than normal years. Yeah. Um. So- can- can you message me the blocks, or do I need to go find them? I will shoot you a uh, photo of everyone with their faces. Okay. So, um, hold on. So, yeah, we're, we'll go over the participants. Uh, for those of you guys that haven't heard, if you lo- live under a rock or you don't really follow New Japan, um, so there's an A block and a B block, of course. Um, round robin format, 10 guys in each block. Um. So, so we'll start with the A block. Well, hold on. Everybody wrestles each other. It's a thirty-minute time limit. Uh, each every match is it has two points at stake. If you win a match, you get two points. If you go to a uh, a draw, whether it's double count out or it's a time limit draw, you both split the two points. And then if you lose in any way, shape, or form, you get jack shit. Yeah, the way it should be, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, tiebreakers are uh, the winner between each person in a block. Um, whoever won uh, that match ends up um, it being in front in a in a tiebreaker scenario for points. And um, this is where like a large portion of in a normal year, most of the great matches in a year come from. So, or you get lots of lots of great matches. So. Most of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a yeah, yes. Uh, I mean. Get ready to be, you know, completely, you know, just, <laughs> just like, oh, 
that match is okay. Well, you give it four. You're saying a four-star match is okay? After you watch, like, 70 of these shows, that's how you feel. That's yeah. how you feel. Yeah. All right, so I'll start with the A block. So we got uh, Will Ospreay, Zach Porter's favorite. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii. We've got Kazuchika Okada, Jeff Cobb, uh, Kota Ibushi, Shingo Takagi, Jay White, Minoru Suzuki, Tai Chi, and Yujiro Takahashi. And in the B block, we have the ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi, uh, Juice Robinson, Hiroki Goto, Toruyano, Yoshihashi, Evil, Kenta, Zack Sabre Jr., Sonata, and the double champion himself, Tetsuya Naito. So the B block is not the thug section of the past. Um, there, there's probably like a Goto Evil match that may may give you a little bit of thug section if Evil wants to, you know, wrestle. But um, there are some stinkers on paper. Um, <laughs> looking yeah, at it, yeah, it is not necessarily coming down to talking about these people's uh, ability, health, or ability <laughs> as much as it is the kind of gimmicks they're in that, like, what what would be the word that would like that dehance the opposite of enhance that dehance, yes, dehance. like their uh, their matches. I'm about to say undehance. I was like, no, nah, that's not a word. <laughs> uh, so so yeah, like. There's a there's a few of them like you know evil Kenta there there's gonna be a lot of um there's gonna be some of that and I mean that's the case in all of these um also uh, of course I can't forget Yano the, the, the everyone gets a week off it's like I always hate that excuse I hate that excuse so much like if if this is this person quote unquote by week then like what about the person in the, the people that are in the other block they're fucking killing each other how come they don't get days off. No one ever talks about that when they talk about the Yano Day Off factor. It's like, no, man. He's just there uh, dragging down the match. I'm not even going to get into the Yano right. No, I'm going to stop. stop myself right now. I'm ha- I, 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 stick, I stuck a whole foot in. I'm not going to go no further. I'm stopping right now because it's going to go to a toxic place. And the only point before you go there. But, yeah. Um, B-Block's going to have some issues. Um, last couple years. Actually, I take it back. Last year, the A-Block was, we knew going in, it was going to be a better um, um, match output top to bottom it was the year before you know you had it kind of had some of the same issues but you had a just a collection of guys that were just killing each other every single night between Ishii and and Abushi and Kenny so um those three kind of those three held, held up their end so well that it's almost felt like a wash last year it was pretty much kind of similar with Ishii in um Shingo, Shingo. yep uh so but at the end, it just couldn't match up when you're getting like Okada versus Ibushi, Okada versus uh, um, uh, Osprey, Osprey versus Ibushi, the rematch. So, like, they kind of got lost in that. You had, you know, Kenta had a really good showing at the beginning of the uh, of the tournament when he was undefeated until he lost. So, um, Tanahashi also in A block. Yes, yep, of course. Uh, Saber, Saber stepped up. I think Saber might be the, I mean, is Saber the best wrestler in the B block? Best wrestler in the B block, man. Because like, oh, Tanahashi sorry, Tanahashi. Like, Besides Tanahashi, that's not fair. It's obviously Tanahashi look, after uh, Tanahashi. Look, I'm never writing. I, I'm never writing Tanahashi off until until he's done. No, like, no, no. I, no. I'm not gonna make that mistake anymore. No, no, no. Saber is not better than Tanahashi. I'm just, but I, I, I just, I'm looking at this. I'm, I just forgot off the time that he was in the block because he's so used to him being an A block, and you always get the almost annual Okada. Um, Tanahashi match in a, in the in G1. So I forgot to be like. So the answer is Tanahashi is the second best wrestler in this block. Saber. 
<sighs> this is tough. Okay, let's go. If, if I have to say, it better, look, it, it, Saber or Naito? Saber. Saber or Juice? <sighs> On his at his best, I say Juice. I, I would say Saber. Sonata. I think I'll take Sonata, even though he's prone to be lazy and mail it in and have no fire. On his best, I think Sonata is more talented than uh, Saber. So, I can see that be a toss-up. Saber or Goto? <sighs> I love me some Goto. We all do. Um, <laughs> we all do. I'm, I'm going to take Goto. Okay, that's fair. Look, because Goto is going to be next after we got through Saber. And for me, uh, Yano or, 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 or uh, Saber? I'll take Saber. Saber or um, Kenta? I'll take Saber. Yeah. Uh, evil? I'll definitely take Saber. <laughs> Yoshihashi. Yoshihashi works hard, but better than I'll, I'll take I'll take okay. Saber. Okay. Um, you so know that's what I, what I mean. Like, them. You know uh, those horrible Zack Saber Junior versus Evil Evil matches that have happened the last couple of years. We're about to get another one, but like Evil's mega heel now. Yuck. Uh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I I, I think I've, I think I managed to avoid those matches. Yeah. The past few years, so maybe. I, Maybe I'll be spared this year. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like, yeah, this ain't the week. This or this isn't the day. Like day f- whatever it is, like day six. No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> um, all right. So, and then you look. Let's at, do it. Look at the A block. Oh, the A block. Yeah. Shingo, Ibushi, <laughs> Okada, Ishi, Osprey. Like that's not even fair. Yeah. <laughs> Those are five of what the ten best wrestlers in the world. <laughs> like. I asked this question to to keep me strong style, and I'm interested to see what um, what those guys think about it. But I'm like, I wonder if there's some type of booking strategy of why these blocks end up in balance like this. Like, it feels like the winner's definitely coming from the A block. Like, there's no way, like, or there's somebody in the B block that they're protecting that they don't have to fight all those guys or whatever. Um, I would say, you know, obviously the answer would be um, Naito, and then this year, given what we're going with, like, I would say. They're trying to preserve some, you know, over the overdonation of overdonation is over. The redundancy of like uh, Tanahashi versus, you know, Jay White, J- Okada, Jay White and Okada, and um, or even you know even Abushi because Abushi was the final two years ago. Yeah, I I, I would have liked to get a Shingo Tanahashi match, but um, not in the cards. We're unless gonna get G1 we're gonna final. get that someday. It, yeah. It's gonna happen someday. Yeah, and I'm sure it'll be better. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Um, so, All right, man. Yeah, so I guess we, we we better get to the drafting. So we'll we'll try to make this rather quick. Yeah. So do you want to uh, go first gonna, or second? I'll go first. Okay. Um, we'll do the snake draft uh, deal here. So, um, yeah, I, I think there's only a couple ways you can go with this, but um, I will go ahead and take. I think in a shocker here, uh, I'm going to take the best wrestler in New Japan this year. I'm going to take Shingo Takagi. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's either what? Him or Hiromu, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ishii, I mean, like, third. Yeah, Ishii is more of an opportunity thing. Like, he hasn't been putting them in the spots to have this these kind of matches. But, you know, it's Ishii season. So, speaking of that, um, I'm going to go with Ishii um, as my second pick. Um, in the first pick of the second round, I'll go with Will Ospreay. Oh, so you got the Rich Ladder Dream match right there. 
Actually, you know what? Right. Do you do you want them? Because I'll just switch out. I don't care. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm shit. Like I'll go with Okada. That's fine. Nah, I'm good. I'll take okay. I'll take Kazushiko Okada. Oh, okay. <laughs> A person that you know is gonna finish third in MVP voting no matter what. Okay. Um, I, I believe I have the next pick, so yep. I will go ahead and also take. Um, what's his name? I will take Kota Ibushi. Mm, solid pick. Um. Okay. So from there. I'm going to go with Hiroshi Tanahashi. All right. Um, from there, oh, I will go. My pick member is like basically. Oh, yeah, it's your pick. My fault. Um, hmm, 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 hmm. Nope, not going to do it. I'm not going to pick him. And after he's pulled his head out of his ass, and then he's going to like lay it, lay it down in the G1. Um, I'll go with Saber. CSJ. Alrighty, I will go ahead and take I'm gonna take Minoru Suzuki. Damn. Alright. And I am going to <laughs> man, this is uh you know what? I know I know this is gonna be funny. Um I'll go ahead and just take the IWGP champion of, uh, you know, as a as the ninth selection here. <laughs> uh in in the um <laughs> in the draft. Cuz like here's the thing. Here's the, here's the thing you know with Naito. Regardless of whatever's going to happen, you know that eventually it's going to reach the second half of the tournament and he's going to ball out in the second half of the tournament. He's been doing this like the last two or three years now where he almost takes the first half off. So you know you're going to at least you're going to get at least half of a dynamite tournament out of dude. And at this point that's more dependable than a lot of these guys. So that's not a bad pick at this point. Um I'll go with Goto. Mm. I also wanted to draft someone from the B block cuz everybody had drafted was from the A block. Yes, yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> um Mm, I'll go with Tai Chi. Man, that was gonna be my pick. See, I was oh, gonna pick, I was gonna pick Tai Chi before I went and um before I went and took uh, uh I forgot who it was before the round around before I was gonna pick him and I was like ah nah that ain't that ain't the right time that ain't the right time. Alrighty, I am going to take Jay White up next, the eleventh no, selection, I believe. Yep. Um, and I will also take Juice Robinson. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay, so at this point, I'm just going to start picking people I like the most. I'll take uh, Jeff Cobb. And I'll take Kenta. Not a bad choice right there. Jeff yeah, Cobb and after and Jeff Cobb, Kenta. I'll take Kenta. Okay. So up next, um, I will go ahead and take. Man, this is a uh, kind of tough here. I will take Sonata. Okay. And I will take. Man, we get into the we get into the to the bare bones. Yeah. Uh, to see no fuck it! There. I'm going to take Yoshi. Yoshihashi. Oh my god. I'm going to say Yoshihashi. <laughs> okay, you're going to make me do it, aren't you? You're going to make me do yep. it. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> oh my god. 
Oh my god. Let me look through this, make sure there's anyone left that I'm just missing. I'll go evil. Yeah. I'll take evil. Okay. Um You know I'm never picking him. I'm not, never picking him. I'll, I'll take you, Jerome. I'm not taking Yano. I refuse to take fucking Yano. He's even fuck no. Under no circumstances will ever take Yano. <laughs> Alrighty, and I will take uh, Toriano uh, to round out uh, yeah, the, last the draft pick. here. So, yeah. So, um, uh, I, I guess uh, real briefly, uh, I'll go through my guys. So, Shingo Takagi, I think, has been uh, the best guy in New Japan this year. Uh, never weight weight champion for a lot of months of the year. Recently, came off the belt. It's always a interesting time when champions lose their belt before the G one. Um, Okada, kind of a down year, um, but the G1 might be right what he needs to get, uh, you know, get himself rolling. He's been taking it very easy. A lot of bumps adding up on that guy. But um, Kota Ibushi's up next. He's been in the tag team with Tanahashi all year. So singles Kota Ibushi, you can never go wrong. Minoru Suzuki, also a wrestler of the year candidate in New Japan. Um, he's, he's just been having wars throughout the pandemic with um, Yuji Nagata. He's been solid and uh, just a a super, um, you know, uh, addition into, you know, whatever he's, he's um, you know, been involved with. So uh, after that, we got Tetsuya Naito. Of course, he's the champion. Sometimes he's prone to, to disappoint you. But at the same time, uh, he's a big star. He's also uh, someone that you can, you know, main event with, especially against, you know, a lot of the guys that are in his block um, on some of those nights where we don't know about, you know, the main event. They need to go ahead and put a lot of asses in the building. You can depend on Naito for that. White's been gone um, throughout uh, the pandemic, and he's uh, recently returned on New Japan Strong. He's got a he's got to answer a lot of questions this year. I think he has been not great at all this year. Um, especially with the stuff I remember from the dome, my God, um, Juice Robinson, uh, he has to fix his look before he fixes anything else. Uh, <laughs> Sonata, uh, super lazy, super, uh, no fire, just barely looks like he gives a fuck might fuck around and win the G one just because Gato liable to do anything in fucking 2020. Um, Yoshihashi always going to work hard. Won his first title this year. Never open weight six man champion. Uh, I think he's still the champion uh, of that <clears throat> with Ishii. And um, uh, I, I don't remember his exact uh, you know uh. team. However, um, you know that guy's always going to going to give you a good effort. And I remember he came in. He wrestled Lance Archer here in Tampa Bay, and it was you know solid match. And then Toriano's going to do Toriano shit. So, um, the king of pro wrestling, that is Toriano. So, so James, uh, take us through uh, your block selections. Um, <clears throat> real quick, the the current champions right now are... Uh, oh, shit. Um, no. I could have swore I just had it up. Okay, hold on. Scroll and scroll. Yeah, it's uh, it's Goto. Goto's the third person. Ah, so, okay. Yeah, Goto Ishi and uh, and Yoshihashi. Uh, okay, so 
my squad, first pick, I took uh, Ishii, um, you know, guy that I'm pretty sure he was the MVP of last year's. The year before that, it was either him, Kenny, or Abushi, depending on um, your preference. You could have picked any of those three guys. Uh, they were killing it. He's a person that's just built for tournaments. Um, he, he, just, he just always comes out and is great. Uh, so, um, but, you know, it's never going to happen for him. He's somebody that you have great matches with. He's not somebody that you put the promotion behind, unfortunately, even though I think his matches can move you on that level. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Will Ospreay, Ospreay eventually at some point is going to win one of these, whether it's this year or next year or two, two years from now. Um, it's coming. Um, and I would say the same for Ibushi as well. So um, I'd be on the lookout for, I think, he, you know, he's always a threat. Um, he's also a threat to, you know, um, be the MVP of the tournament as well. Um, last year he came damn close. He may have been. Um, and I think, you know, I think we're, I think we're going to get a lot of answers as far as, uh, what they want in the immediate future between, uh, for Osprey when we get to this Jay White match eventually, um, whenever that is, um, on the placement of, of on whichever card during the tournament. Um, yeah. Uh, with third pick, I took uh, third round. I took Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, just you know, one of the greatest of all time. Uh, still consistent. Going to give you, <laughs> you know, you already know what you're going to get from him. He's going to he he's going to go back and forth. He is going to sell his knees. He is going to take out your knees. You guys will start selling. He will eventually slap the shit out of you, and then the crowd the crowd will be you know whatever the equivalent of on is on the edge of his seats while in this pandemic situation until there's a finish. He is just like, it, they'll be so, hitting the, boot, the the share button on their apps. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Like he, he makes wrestling so easy. So easy. So simple. Um, I, he's a threat to win this block. Um, given the lack of, uh, you know, star power in this block. Um, this is the one where you think, you know, either this is, um, he can win. I don't think he. I, I think he easily win this block, but I don't think he will win the tournament. Um, especially after two years ago, I think that was probably his last um real chance to win the win the G one. But um, you know, he could definitely. I could definitely see him winning this block and then putting over whoever in the final. Especially if it's someone like Abushi and it's a playoff of uh, two years ago's um tournament final. Um, next after that, I have uh, Zack Saber Jr., a threat for. I think he's a threat probably for. Uh, I, think, I think he's a ten point threat. Um, he's you know it depends on what he's going to get out of his uh, the people he's wrestling. Um, he's in that B block, so there's a lot of you know people that don't want to actually wrestle, but um, when he gets in there with someone that can go, whether it's a Goto <laughs> or it's a Tanahashi, um, you know. Him and Tanahashi have have very good chemistry. They always have had that. Um, I don't recall ever seeing him and Goto together, but I don't see why they wouldn't work. It's a big, big tough man versus submission specialist um, fighting for his life because he can't fight him hand to hand. So he has to use submissions. Uh, so yeah, I, I think I think he's gonna have a good tournament. Um, he normally does. Uh, Goto Goto is pretty much just like the the never the, of that whole never class with Shingo and Ishii. Um, at times you forget that he's one of the best wrestlers in the world, but he absolutely is. And last year, you know, at the beginning of the tournament, 
Um, he blew the he blew it down the stretch, but again that tournament, you uh, this is supposed to remind you that like you know that you know he had the he lost the weight or whatever else working with Shibata at L.A. Dojo, but like that dude when he's motivated is still one of the best wrestlers in the world regardless of his positioning, um, and he always tries hard. I don't think I've ever seen him loaf in a match. Um, Rich, Rich, you have anything on his his um him like on road shows? A row two shows like laying it down um i mean goto is a guy that will wrestle over. to how he's positioned it, gotcha. if you need goto to step up he'll step up if you don't give a fuck about him he'll show up in a hoodie to the tokyo dome and like, <laughs> just be like well, whatever <laughs> I don't know. what year so, was that um you know i think that was like two years ago if i'm not okay. mistaken Wait, was that for the hair match against Suzuki? Yeah, was, no, that was that was 2018. I think that was 2019. He showed okay. up with the hoodie. Okay, hoodie Goto. You know, <laughs> a, a, a distant rose of a hoodie mellow. Okay, you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Goto is getting older, so I think he's just, you know knocking on the door of 40. So I think if they ask him, hey, we need to lean on you for this block, he'll come to play. Yeah. Um I feel like Taichi's gonna is guaranteed to give you at least half a good tournament. Um I spent I and also um this year he's mostly been on his best behavior. Um there's uh, I I just don't feel like the same way of just feeling like it's a drag to watch him. Um I'm sure once he's not around Zack Saber Jr. He there's a great possibility he could begin to start doing this nonsense, but um, I expect a really good match out of when him and Saber finally get into it. I expect him and um, Tanahashi to have a really good match. Um, same for Goto. You know, eventually, like there might be even the nonsense with Taichi with Goto, but Goto's going to eventually slap the shit out of him, and then he's going to b- bring it. So um, I believe Taichi's in the A block, though, James. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You are right. I totally forgot about that. I'm so we're talking about our picks. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I had just brain meltdown. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's in there with a bunch of guys, so uh, he's gonna have a bunch of good matches with a bunch of guys that refuse to have bad matches. When you think about it, so um, so that's think about all those matches they had with Ishii last year. So um, we've already seen him have good matches with with Osprey. We've seen him really have good matches with just about everyone. Um, I think he wrestled Shingo before I, last year. Yes, he, he did last year. And Kota Ibushi and Taichi, I think they're going to kick the shit out of each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Jeff Cobb in the A block wrestling a bunch of other great wrestlers. I mean. Jeff Cobb is a dude that's super talented, but I think he's not on the level of a lot of the guys that we drafted before him, but he happens to be in the block that's concentrated with a lot of talent, so I thought that was a value pick. Um, as far as, I think he's a threat to win, he's probably, I think, you know, he's probably going to win eight. Um, maybe maybe he gets to ten, because now, as opposed to last year, he's actually in the, uh, he's actually, you know, a part of the New Japan um, family with the New Japan strong stuff, so but we'll see. Um, if but if he's still in the Ring of Honor, he wouldn't be be in the tournament because of the pandemic. But if he, if we were in normal circumstances and he was still in the Ring of Honor, he'd probably just be another bet for like eight eight points. Um, Kenta, I, I I'm just picking this based off of last year's tournament. He I thought he had a really good tournament. I like I liked so many of his matches. 
it was really refreshing to see him um, back in something close to his element from uh, the Noah days. Um, it has not been the tournament last year may have been like his last the last thing he had to really try to give us. Maybe that was the last one he had left, but um, <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. I hope that you know he you know he's been gone for so long. Um, I think he might have something some some bullets left in the chamber. Um, evil evil was just a spite pick because I'm not picking Yano. Um, he's gonna be he's gonna win a lot of points. Um, given that you know his profile is raised, is becoming the double champion. Um. Can you believe they fucking did that? I, I'm I'm no. still not over that shit. No, it, like, <laughs> no, no. Um, what was I going to say to you? Uh, I can't remember what I was going to say to you. I, I I forgot. Um, but yeah. Um, he can have good matches. We know he's a good wrestler, but he's in the middle of this gimmick, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a struggle for him. He's I expect him to be at the bottom of average star ratings from Grapple by the time we're done with it with this tournament. Um, Yujiro Takahashi, Saint. <laughs> I just picked the spite pick. I'm not picking Yano. Um, Yano, he, he's probably he's probably mm, mm, is he? He's the worst wrestler in this, in this tournament, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Usuro's the worst. Yeah. Like. Yeah. yeah. Elysiano's like somewhat entertaining. Like. Right. That's but Usuro, there's there's nothing there. Like. Right. 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 I just want Picciano. So you know. Like Peter, that's that's what we got for Usuro. Like, is hopefully Peter, Peter shows up. Even, is Peter even allowed out there? No idea. Yeah. Cause I come, have you seen her since they started back in uh, was that June? I have not. I that, maybe I, I didn't look close. I've tried to July. avoid Yujiro matches at all costs. <laughs> stupid. And he wrestled Okada a lot of times, so that was hard to do. Yeah, it certainly was. Um, but, yeah, but that's that's my. He, oh, he's also going to finish at the bottom of, of uh, the A block. Oh yeah, for sure. Towards the bottom, like either he's going to be <laughs> like, la- he's going to be tenth or ninth. So like he's a threat to get like two, zero or two, two points. Two. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Anyway, um, let us know whose roster you liked uh, better. You can message us on Twitter, on the uh, Discord, however you guys want to do that. But um, one thing, you know, I'm <laughs> so uh, moving forward, um, we got a lot to talk about with um, NXT this week, as well as uh, AEW uh, basically coming off of All Out. Um, Big ratings on both sides. Um, I think uh, NXT did like around eight thirty-two. They didn't get completely murdered by their decision to do, to do that sixty-minute um, match the pre- previous week. Yeah, and AEW broke a million. Yeah. Uh, also, they it didn't seem to be that hurt by them going up against Le- LeBron. In Anthony Davis versus James Harden and Russell Westbrook, which for a game three, so that was also interesting. Um, you know, we're often told that like you know, the effects of bad booking isn't the very next week. Uh, this is clearly the case. Um, but you know, um, the right person at the end of it end up with the belt, regardless of how goofy this all is. Um, in you know the Iron Man match. Take away the finish. It's a match that you could consider for four stars, but you know it is what it is. Uh, 
But um, as far as uh, AEW, um, I thought AEW's rating was very, very encouraging considering what that show was. Uh, that was a lot of administrative work. That was a lot of, you know, edit. That was a lot of, like, you know, organ- organization and table setting for that show. Like, uh, not much on the high-paced action that you're accustomed to as a person that, uh, that watches Dynamite, every episode of Dynamite. So, um, I think it is very encouraging for both of them. Um, and more proof that, like, duh, you're clearly, these two shows should not be running in the same time slot on the same day. Just clearly about WWE wanting to curb uh, the growth, potential growth of AEW Dynamite. And, that, and you know, it, that was always well, the case. We knew this a year <clears throat> ago, and it just shows you even clearer now. Well, speaking of curbing the growth, if you're trying to curb that, oh, that growth below... Manscaped, that's right, sir. Uh, all about curving growth in these streets. So, um, Manscaped, they have redesigned the electric trimmer. Uh, the Manscaped engineering team has spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, and they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. If you were trying to curb that growth, how NXT is trying to do to AEW, you definitely want one of these. This, uh, you know, the manscaping accidents, they are finally a thing of the past. Of course, we've got that long life battery. Uh, still have not charged it. You know, that same initial charge that I had every week. I just, I'm showing you guys how long this thing lasts. So uh, if you are trying to make it last forever, you know. <laughs> You can. Um, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code suplex at manscaped.com. Uh, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code suplex at manscaped.com. So, uh, yes, definitely don't uh, miss that. And, yeah. I'm low-key disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to curb the growth. Oh, man. Okay, so um, normally we start with Dynamite first, so how about we go ahead, Rich? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, sometimes you can start with with, with Dynamite, but, you know, if you wanted to start with Manscaped, no, I'm not going to do it, but... um, Please stop. So this is fresh off of the uh, the fallout, the all out, as they say. Right. Um, so they interviewed Chris Jericho and MJF. Uh, they arrived at the building and they both, uh, you know, put each other over with kind of a twinkle in their eyes and kind of some uh, rough, you know, uh, sayings. They they played fake nice uh, with each other and told each other they they were each screwed and they'll each be champion. And then they walked away and it was like a double cut of them calling each other idiots which was just amazing just those two those two assholes of course those two assholes be assholes to each other and then fake as fuck yeah um i enjoyed it i've liked every time they've had mjf and jericho paired together and and honestly like in a in a way it builds like interest in seeing them merge in some way in the future like i they have really good on-air chemistry like they have Kevin Owens and Jericho. Jericho, or sorry, what was what was uh, what did we used to call Jericho and Owens as a tandem? Jericho, yeah, Jericho, yeah. It reminds me a lot of that uh, same chemistry. So, um, good to see them on on TV together again. And of course, we had on the opener. Uh, this match uh, was actually supposed to happen on Dynamite all those months ago, but the night Luchasaurus got hurt. 
Marco Stunt had to take his place. So uh, we got Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus uh, Penta L0M, which is, you know, Pentagon Jr., uh, and Ray Phoenix. And these guys had a good match. It was a little bit sloppy in spots. Um, it, it seems like they were just not all the way. Remember, it's still hot as fuck out here. But um, for it, it was pretty good. I, I didn't think it was anything, like, super special, but... Um, they they were trying to do a lot here. It seemed like, yeah, um, good match. Didn't no? We know they can have a better match. Um, and if you know, um, put in the right spot, right night. Um, basically, being like if this is a pay per view match. I think they have a way better match than this. Um, just this is opener for TV. Uh, I was surprised. I didn't realize that was the opener until it happened. Uh, also, you mentioned the uh, Pinto Penta L Zero M. So like. This has came up either last week or two weeks ago. So, like, who has basically told told them to cease and desist on calling him Pentagon Junior? Has AAA told him to stop that shit? Probably. Ah, okay. Well, oh well, I guess. So we'll have to figure that out. But I, I think they were trying to do a lot to where they were trying to get the win for Jungle Boy, um, you know, right. in Luchasaurus, but still kind of protect. Um, you know the the loser brothers and my, but with the miscommunication and all that i'm i'm not a, a fan of like all that i'm like just if you want to beat somebody beat somebody they're trying to i don't know it's too cute too cute for me yeah um it, it felt to me it felt like it diminished the win for jungle boy by go, going into that stuff with the brothers all of a sudden getting in a shoving match um yeah. it, it felt like it took away from that <clears throat> um and also you know Maybe it's also me feeling that way because I did not like the, the whatever they were having Kingston do for the, the field time for whatever reason. It felt like he was just out there just riffing on top of his head without actually having a real point to get across. Um, I don't know what the storyline direction is. It seems like it, it just seems murky. Yeah, so he um he started yelling to, to the blade, "Where's your wife?" I, I died laughing when he said that. Um, and he's like, "Where's your little British friend?" or something like that, and in a reference to Pac. And he told Penna and um, and uh, Ray to you know stop fighting and shake on it and all this stuff. And then at the end, he brings up that he was never eliminated from the battle royal. So we'll see if this ends up to where he tries to force himself into the title program, or if he has to uh, run it with you know either Moxley or Archer in the meantime. But. I just see Eddie Kingston as, as this manipulative motherfucker. Like that's you yeah. know that's yeah. kind of like where it looks like it's headed. Yeah, he's clearly plotting a scheme for for something. Um, I when he mentioned that about he never eliminated, I could have sworn that Archer like chokeslammed him right onto his goons. Yeah, I don't think he went over the top rope though. Ah, okay. Okay. Like he was like outside the ring and got like, you know, that shit there. Okay. So um up next, um they they showed a replay of of MJF and Mox and they pushed the pay-per-view replays. Um Archer and Roberts cut a promo on about Moxley. This was much better than um Roberts's promos that have been in ring. Jake said they were getting wet and enjoying it, and he was going to make Mosley pee himself. So first, Jay Roberts was talking about busting a nut. Now he's talking about you know getting wet, and I'm like, yo, Jake on a, Jake somewhere else right now, bro. Like, yeah, this is this the, these are far different, uh, far more crude promos than when he first showed up in front of 
Cody and he said that like they're aiming for Caesar and talking about the Ides of March, like that was poetic in a way. Right now, what we getting out of your boy now is just like <laughs> I'll I'll say anything. Give me a mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they not, actually let Arthur not talk bad, a little like, bit. Yo, but this is this is not the same level of like. Look at look at Jake. He still, you know, he still got you know a, a bit of the fastball. Now it's just like, nah, this is a talented dude that can say any damn thing, bro. It's like I don't know if I trust Jake with the lot of Mike no more. Like you gotta pre-tape him. I, I I think I think it's come to that point. Like unless you like, because what I'm thinking is they're like Jake. You come up whatever you want to say, but I think you need to give Jake some bullet points and he'll be fine mm-hmm. but I don't think he's getting bullet points so um, then Matt Hardy came out uh, smiling this man did, I fucking love this this was like <laughs> this man was like the good old veteran baby face that just everyone has loved for years and yep. years and it wasn't like an angle it was just like you want to see him come back and you just like I don't know man it, it was like you know, because Matt Hardy, real. it felt real and it felt like, man, I've had my issues here and there with Matt Hardy saying like, yeah, he shouldn't have won or why is he being protected or mm-hmm. stuff like that. But then, like, you think about hey, how long this guy's been around, like he's somewhat of a legend, I guess you have to say that, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Hardy Boy's a legendary. Yeah. And, and it's just like, man, like and he's always like of late at least the last like you know decade and a half like this man can talk and like just elicit like people want to to get behind him even though you know in some of the times you know some of the stuff he was doing of course with the edge thing the leader situation that was a bit you know we we know why a lot of people were uh, <laughs> well that's what <laughs> we're I said. trying to well that's why I said the line after after the promo was like Matt Hardy elite level uh sympathy grabber since 2005 is like if there is something real that's bad that's happened to Matt Hardy people swoon to him and this is one of the things like I legitimately thought that he made that, that he you know I thought that like the worst when he when his head hit that concrete that concrete so mm-hmm. it's like you know um to see him there say he's relatively okay but he's got to go away take some time off um the show you know the show uh his wife there uh it was you know Talked about, you know, talked about King Maxwell as well being home and now he's older, which is funny. Like, cause I, you know, when he was doing the broken hearty stuff, he was like, you know, a toddler. He's probably like six or seven now. So that's be interesting if, if we ever see him on uh, Dynamite or a, or a road tooth type of thing uh, to see the growth of him. So like, yeah, like it felt real. And, you know, because a lot of the shit was real and he was he's always been, you know, he has proven over the last, you know, like you said. 10, 15 years that, like, he can come up with good, like, television as a as a talker. He absolutely can. So, it played to a lot of his strengths. Um, it's unfortunate what happened, but they're making the, the best out of the terrible thing that happened. I can't lie. There's a small part of me that wanted Sammy Guevara to appear out of nowhere and hit him in the head with a chair and pile driver him. This like, is w- <laughs> this is not WWF. Work me. Work me. This this is not <laughs> WWF. You take that bullshit elsewhere. People would have been gasping and like, oh, I can't believe this. But um, see that's the thing. It. See that's the thing. This shit like that. 
see how your mind works? That's the reason why this man, this is the reason why this man and, and, uh, and everybody else thought it was a good idea to get heat on Roman Reigns' cancer. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, Matt said he's, once he gets cleared, he's going to try to get ranked and then he's going to chase his first, uh, championship. So. We'll see uh, how that works. I like how he ended that promo, like it, like puts over the the ranking system and stuff yeah. like that, and just like yeah, if you, yeah, we want to see you climb the ranks, like yeah. not just hey, Mosley, I want you, you know. <laughs> well, not, I wasn't even thinking that. I was thinking like hell, I watched Matt Hardy versus uh Brody Lee. Um, yeah, and after that we got uh and Helico and Orange Cassidy. This was a short match. Um. You know, and Helico had a couple wins on Dark uh, recently. I would have probably rather have seen Jack Evans than Orange Cassidy. I think that might have been actually kind of good if they, you know, would actually do it. Quick match. uh, Orange Cassidy hit hit the orange punch for the pin. Then Santana and Ortiz ran in and jumped Orange Cassidy because this feud will never die. Um, And then uh, Trent and Chucky T ran in to make the save. And then they challenged them to the parking lot fight next week. So it's clear that AEW has wanted to do a parking lot fight, like, and, and has been getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. But before, uh, it was the Lucha Brothers that were going right. to do it with um, uh, Trent and Chuck, and right. now it's gone to Santana and Ortiz. So, like, they whatever they have planned uh, from you know back then, like, and now, like, this shit better be great because like they've been holding this shit off. <laughs> um. What do you think of Orange Cassidy just coming out as a real live wrestler and less and no real comedy shtick in the ring? Um, I think that is a function of the Jericho feud, right? Right, right. right. It's, it's supposed if, to be the, the character development that he's now moved on to. He can be like the shit that like they were trying to accomplish with Fandango and um. Uh, uh, Breeze Ango, Fandango, and mm-hmm. um, and Breeze, where it's like we act goofy and then the bell rings and then we're serious. Like I feel like that is kind of sort of what they're going for with Orange Cassidy now. Like come out, be you know disaffected and lazy and sloth like until the bell rings and then show that you care. Uh, I kind of I don't know if I'm crazy about him just as a straightforward wrestler once the bell rings yet. Maybe there's maybe I mean there's more to see. Obviously he you know he got he dispatched of. Uh, um, your boy pretty fast, but um, I don't know if I like this. Quick prediction: I think eventually he's going to be after Brody Lee. I can see it. Um. So after that, uh, Young Bucks uh, were in their locker room. Now Marvez knocked on the door, opened the door, caught the super kick to the chest, and uh, whatever, and then. Uh, Marvin is not down. The bus ain't want to talk to nobody. Matt slammed the door. So why did they both super kick him in the chest and not the head? Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was the jeans. You know, they, you could, they couldn't get the leg as high with the jeans on. You know, Matt wear of tight jeans. You, I'm shocked he had a shirt on. You know. 
Um, then after that, we got the best man. So uh, after that, Tony Schiavone was in the ring, called out Sabian Penelope Ford, and then Sabian plugged his Twitch channel because he's running this joke into the ground and asked Schiavone to get the fuck out of there. Uh, Sabian then introduced uh, his best man, and then some indie wrestler named Puff entered. And who the fuck was that? I don't never seen him before. Uh, he wasn't the best man. It was like some you know just grade school comedy here. Uh, but I think uh, Sabian actually kind of handled himself well. Like he had like some presence, and it was like, remember that prediction I made long ago? I was like, eventually Kip Sabian will get over. But I felt like he had control of the segment. I don't. I just think they did the joke one too many times. I hated this segment. I thought it was w- the worst of WWF stuff. Where it's like we have some announcement to make, have somebody else go out there to cause confusion, have another person come out to cause confusion. Just like when um shit. Uh, the beginning of um or the the beginning of of this year with the 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 marriage shit between Lana and and um and Bobby Lashley where all of a sudden it's like her ex boyfriend uh that that she left for Rusev came out and then all of a sudden um Bobby Lashley's ex girlfriend ex wife comes out and and, to, and then you get Lana or not Lana but then you get Liv Morgan it's like and fuck this, I don't care. Just bring the shit, bring the motherfucker out. Bring him out now. Like, <laughs> T.I. Jay-Z sample. Bring him out, bring him out, bring him out. Like, I'm tired. Yeah. I, 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 stop wasting my time with TV. You could have put, you could have spent th- those those three minutes, whatever the hell that was, and given that to make uh, Lucha Bros versus Jungle Boy in Luchasaurus better. You could have. Yeah. Then, um, eventually, he, he was like, I'm kidding. Let's bring him out. And then, all of a sudden, you hear some new music, as you haven't heard. The name Miro. Actually, they cut behind Miro, and they show all the big, broad shoulders and, and the jacked you know, physique and the blonde hair. And like, who the fuck is this? And then you look, and it's like, oh, it's Miro, the former Rusev. I just <laughs> smiled. The way you said that. <laughs> Bro. I just saw him and I smiled. I was like, this working motherfucker. Like, and I watched a couple of his videos talking about how happy he was to be in AEW. He looks just like he's on cloud nine. Like his eyes have been open like to um <laughs> like like in his promo, he said he thought there was uh, I guess, you know, for ten years there's only been one way to do something and he just seems like it's almost like <laughs> it's almost like he's had this one old hometown girlfriend right for years and years and then this man got to college hold on hold on hold on i'll put mike on mute you go ahead and say what you need to say and then i'll come back go ahead yep he went to college and and he went to somewhere like florida and gainesville or something and then started losing his mind when he saw the world that was out there so uh and that's kind of like the energy i got from Rusev. but um he came out and he was wearing what I can just describe as expensive clothing that um, kind of confused me, but I don't know. It, the clothes didn't bother me as much because I'm like, well, young people kind of dig that stuff. And who likes this show? Young people. So I don't know. Um, the whole segment, I was just kind of, I, I, I kind of dug his promo. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you're the best man. And, you know, 10 years, of course, you got to get your shot saying pew, pew, pew. Um, you know, I that'll always get over. But I don't know. I, just, I didn't really have a strong feeling one way or another. I don't know if that's what they were going for. But 
What do you think about it? Um, thought the segment shoved the brass ring up your ass. By the way, my yeah, fault. right. Uh, thought the segment was just a complete dumpster fire, a disaster until Rusev came out. Miro came out. Um, glad, good, good to see him. Happy to see him. Look like he's in good shape still. Um, you know, because you know, the last couple years of his tenure, like he has slimmed down some. He like he's about the same size he was uh, before last time I saw him. He's been um, in the gym. Yeah, during the uh, pandemic, the hair. I don't know if that is a function of. I don't know what that is, but you know, whatever. Um, but it's good to see him. He looked happy. Um, cut a good promo. Said some nice quips. Um, had you know, big smile, nice smile. See the char- see the natural charisma he has. Um, and it was like you know, it was almost like. This is the reason why Rusev got over the Rusev Day shit. Like, people like him. He's a naturally likable guy. Right? Um, so, you know, I'm interested to see what he does in the future. Um, I Who don't do you know want to name Russell against? Ooh. Um, immediately? I mean, I like to see him in I like to see him in Brody, but I think he has to get get you know, get some wins to build up to that. Um I like to see him versus Archer. Pretty much he's in the host division. I like to see him wrestle the rest of the horses. Um him and Cage would be a very good match. I think that uh, I think we're finally going to see how good Rusev really is. You know, um, I, I think he's already good, but like, how good exactly? Well, I think we'll find it out. And I think he's somebody I'd, I'd bet on. He's somebody I bet on being some type of bankable star if you don't screw it up. I'm I'm not sure. Um, and uh, star, he, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying superstar. I'm saying like he's somebody yeah. that can be in the in the heart of a mid card, and that is more than he what he was doing in uh, WWE. He was somebody that they pushed as the heel as his as his top heel babyface or his top heel that was meant to get toppled by whatever babyface, and then after that, his, his career went like you know yo yoed from there. After that, so um, I think here he could be consistent like. Mid card or upper mid card babyface for a while. Um, I, I, you know, I, I've given his athleticism, given you know what I've seen from him when he's in the ring with talented dudes. I think, given that he's gonna have more range, do do you know try more things in AEW. I think he's gonna be a pretty good worker. So I, I'm just not sure. Like, just those people that have spent their careers in WWE, you never know. Like, mm-hmm. if he's just gonna show up for the the check, if he's just gonna, you know, want to mail it. Like, obviously, like the prototype now, I think, is Moxley. Like, you hit the ground running, and you want to prove it and mm-hmm. shove it up everyone's ass. Right. Rusev did say about shoving a brass ring up someone's ass. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm gonna hold him to that. Like, because you could come out here and be like Jake Hager, but yeah, yeah. I mean, but I, so I, but I don't do you, know. Do you think? But okay, so I'm gonna ask you: Do you think he's more of the Hager, Zack Ryder type, or do you think he's more of the Brody Lee Moxley type? I'd imagine he's more of the Brody Lee Moxley, Moxley type. But obviously, it's just based off. I, I already like to do, so I'm giving. I'm cutting mm-hmm. him more slight than he probably deserves. But I, you know. I think every time he's ever was given a chance in WWE, he tried his best. So it's like, I don't know right. why he would try less now that he's given more opportunity to do more things. And, have right. more and, 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 and he seems like really happy. So right. hopefully that'll lend itself into, um, like if you guys haven't seen those videos like that, he's put on YouTube, like I, from his Twitch, okay. um, I would suggest checking those out. Like he's just 
<laughs> like, I'll check, like, I'll check I, like you never, you never seen a wrestler just so, so happy off some mundane shit. Like, <laughs> I'll check this. But, out. Um, just from his promo, I thought he looked happy. So, yeah. So uh, after that, they uh, cut to an interview with Tony Giovanni and Hangman Page. Hangman Page, a guy I want to see Russo fight. Uh, I think that would be very interesting. Um, Page had his whiskey with him. Uh, Tony Schiavone has asked Page how he was doing. Tony Schiavone, his fatherly like fi- uh, figure, like, "How you doing, son?" Like, <laughs> um, Page was, you know, so gave him just you know a generic answer. Uh, and Schiavone was like, "Well, you know, come on, man, keep it real with me." Essentially, and Page said it was inevitable that him and Kenny were going to split it all out, but it didn't have to be that way. He said it was his fault that FTR were in a position to challenge for the belts, and he made a mistake in thinking that you know uh, because he they looked like him and they t- talked like him that they were like him. Uh, he said that him and Kenny had a lot of problems, but they had a lot of wins also. Not having the titles as a challenge, but they'll climb their way back to the top. Okay, buddy. Um, <laughs> so Page. Uh, you know, kind of set. It looks like he he want that old thing back already. Yeah, um, I don't. They're going to have a reunion at some point. All the elite are going to be back. All four or five of them, depending on if Cody is still in the elite or not. At some point, I don't think it's anytime soon. Like I don't think it's going to be in the next year. I think that's something that's like two, three years from now. Um. But as far as this promo, I'm still trying to figure out why Hangman is so fucking dumb, I guess. Like, at first it was maybe he's just like this <clears throat> moody person, and now like, now that he's like remorseful, this means like, Oh, so you actually were just manipulated by these two dudes. So you're stupid. Oh, you're stupid. That's what it is. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I don't do well with like good, or I don't do well with like well-meaning people, or or well-meaning people that are like dumb or annoying. So I like in real life. So, so this, I'm, is not, Vince, this is that this is that man poison, you know, because Vince man. <laughs> tells you these people are weak you know these people are not to be trusted they are to be stomped out beaten down yeah there is that too but i but i just like i eh, i don't know like i don't know if this was meant to like garner sympathy for you or for you not to be as mad at him as a fan i just don't i i i don't know what this was and like maybe it would be maybe it would have been better if they had waited one week and have done the Kenny one the next week, but like them both being in the same show is just like Yeah. Kenny should want to be friends with him. He's an asshole. <laughs> He's either an asshole or a dumbass. Either way, Kenny needs to get the fuck away from him. Like you said, I'm we'll get to the Kenny thing, so we'll we'll, we'll pair it we'll yeah. pair it together later. Yep. Um, so up next, we had a, a no DQ match with Jake Hager and Chris Jericho against Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss. This was actually kind of decent. I thought Sonny Kiss was clearly the class of the match. Uh, Joey Janela kind of looked like the second in that team, and Sonny had a lot of like exciting offense, and Jericho um, worked well. I think Hager was all right in this match. Like this didn't stink. Like, <laughs> um, so uh, it ended up getting the. Um, uh, when uh, Hager got the win on Sunny Kiss with the Uranage and the uh, head arm choke pin combination, and then after that, 
uh, Jericho and Hager announced their intentions to enter the tag team division. So what do you think about all this? Um, match was okay. Didn't love it. Uh, you mentioned um, Sonny Kiss stuff. I thought mostly the match was to showcase him. He did well with the stuff he uh, he, he displayed. Um, uh, it was kind of hard for me to imagine... Um, it's kind of hard to me to imagine like those two Hager, the WWE guys selling for Janela and Sunny Kiss like that, but it didn't, it didn't bother me. It just made me like, it pulled me out of the match, made me think about the politics at play as opposed to like just watching the match. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, you know, whatever. Uh, it, it, it just, it, it was something that was only in my head. Uh, but yeah, match is fine. Um, I'm not really that crazy about Jericho being in tag team division with Hager. Like, if it was him and. And uh, Sammy, I'd be interested. This one, after seeing what we've seen out of Hager, I think I think Jericho needs to be in there with somebody that's going to um, drive him to have better matches, or be- match- matches better than what he's done in the last like month. So, um, I I, th- I think Jericho's at a point now where he needs to be, you know, quote unquote, carried, not carrying. He also needs a little bit of rehabilitation, I think, after that uh, the Orange Cassidy feud. So Whoa. seems he's like with Jake Hager, he's gonna be winning a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not necessarily talking about wins and losses. I'm talking about like um, like perception. And like he's now he's moving into the tag team role. Like mm-hmm. you can kind of see Kenny and Hangman exiting the division. Right. They probably That's- slide in their spot and. I don't know. This, like this is basically, it, like the ta- like single single guys going to the tag division is like AEW's version of putting Finn Balor back in NXT. Is like, yeah, we need we need somebody to go handle solve some of these problems. You go down there for for uh, un- for, for an undisclosed <laughs> amount of time, okay? Like that's that's what it kind of feels like. And the thing is, like the tag team division in AEW is like a almost like a no fail zone because there's a ton of great guys for them to wrestle. So <laughs> like. They, they they probably will end up having good matches more yep. often than not because it's just so stacked with teams. Yep. So and Jericho's such a big star that it like that also drives the interest level. Like having the young right. bucks, like it's one thing to have the young bucks and then have um, you know Hangman and Kenny. It, it, it's like all right, so you have two tag teams that you know are going to be on a pay per view card almost at all times, or not almost all times, definitely at all times. Now that you're breaking one of them up. Like now, you need to replace it, and I feel like they did. Um, yeah. Now, you would wish that the people that you made the tag team chance would be in that slot, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll be the- feels like they just got the belts. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, they got they, they're to they're to um, shine them up a little bit more. They have to work more on them. Yeah. They got to strengthen those guys up. Like they can't they can't be they can't be long term chance if they're just gonna feel like you know lesser even with the belts yeah um so mjf cut a promo backstage and broke up uh he ended his campaign because he lost uh he said that uh moxley cheated at all out but he doesn't blame him because it's in his nature that's an awesome line for a heel that means i'm still right essentially uh mjf said his campaign staff is to blame and fired everybody uh so sorry lee johnson then he turned his attention to wardlow uh, mjf said they shouldn't have a problem because he signs wardlow's checks not aw lots of uh posturing triple h batista energy here and um you know he said he would put wardlow and his family out on the street it's not the time for aggression it's time to think about how we're going to get back on top 
super foreshadowing. We know the day that Warlow drops him is going to be big. Yeah. Uh, I wish they had used this line back months ago when the first time um, Warlow flashed on MJF. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's like, why did MJF, why was MJF scared then and now he remembers, oh yeah, I pick, cut his deuce checks. And also another part about it, like, it's probably just a me thing, but I th- he mentioned that Tony Khan is paying checks. He does. Okay, dump him on his head and go knock on Tony Khan's door. You're in the fucking building. Is that yeah? Like, I, something, I, something tells I, me I it's know, more complicated. I know, than I know, that. I know. It's not, I know the whole thing is the, the story is eventually he's going to Batista him. I, he's insurance policy, whatever else. Insurance policy eventually going to get fed up with his bullshit. Turn on him becomes babyface. I get it. I hate that line about like because it remind you know what it reminds me of, bro. It feels like a uh, million dollar man in Virgil. <laughs> I uh, close. I was going to go with I have an ironclad contract. We got optic ironclad contract. We know you made some bad investments, Big Show. What jobs is is there for a seven foot, four hundred pound freak yeah, like you if we don't cut you your checks no more? Go punch out Dusty Rhodes. Du- punch out Dusty Rhodes, holds That's him and cries. I do not want a big slave out here. I do not want the big slave or the ward slave, whatever we want to call him, there for this. So I, I just didn't like that line, but. I get the, the framing of it or whatever else. Like, generation, I'm okay with it. I just, I just don't like the employment thing. It's like, Tony Khan wouldn't hire him. He's hired Michael fucking Stunt. Come on now. Yeah. Um, I think I want to see Warlow take the 10 lashes one day. Oh, my God. Like, <sighs> and when he stands up off that 10th one, the building is coming unglued. So, uh, after that, uh, Moxley cut another dope promo. Um, he said <laughs> he looked like such a champion here. Had the belt. He was just chilling in his, you know, off area. Essentially, what you know, I, it wasn't the construction area this time. But um, I cut him some slack. Uh, he said uh, if, if he didn't have enough in his plate, he saw um, that Lance Archer won the battle royal. Moxley said it doesn't get it any easier. Archer's a monster, but we need to ask ourselves: Would you really bet against John Moxley right now? <laughs> Moxley's on a roll, um, and this match was awesome the first time it happened, so go ahead and import that on uh, TNT, and we found out that they're going to be wrestling on the anniversary show of Dynamite. Okay. So. He, he had the... Uh, Tully Blanchard and FTR. Okay. He had the uh, that Ford GT, right? That's, he was sitting on it, right? Yes. Yes, he did. Continuity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot to mention that because I popped when I saw it. Um, <laughs> so FTR and uh, Tully, they were in a ring for a celebration. Some of the people uh, were around the ring, like lower members of the division, like you got Private Party, um, SCU were out there. Some were way up on the stage. Um, Tully put over FTR as the best team in the world. Stop the cap. Uh, Cash said uh, that they are undefeated, but they had to fight their way to the top. Cash pointed out that uh, SCU and said, imagine the matches they could have had if SCU was still in their prime. Um, ch- backhanded compliment, of course. Um, so we need to be talking about what if the Revival was still in their prime, but never mind that. Um, <laughs> uh, Daxon cut a promo, said they're the new locker room leaders. Great. More locker room leaders. Um, 
Dax pointed out Jurassic Express and said they're going to get a non-title match with them next week. And uh, Jurassic Express jumped in to face off with FTR. FTR then begged off, and then they threw alcohol in Luchasaurus's eyes, rolled out the ring, then they dumped the cooler ice on them, and the remaining teams that were out there jumped in and cut the cake, slices for each other while FTR and Tully left. I thought this stunk. I did, too. Um, it was one of the championship coronation celebration things that they do after pay-per-views. Um, I you know it 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 was I don't know it, it's 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 really hard because like they give them the mics from time to time and they're just they don't they're not dynamic and Tully is still super dynamic um and also this is another thing I've noticed is like I've noticed this for months now. Every time there's a FTR promo with Tully, I want you to watch Bald. I want you to look at him looking at Tully. <laughs> this has been going on from this has been going on ever since ever since that promo about um where he where uh, Tully when did the tag team appreciation thing. Ever since then, every promo they've done where Tully talks, Bald looks at Tully and he. I'm telling you, bro, it's like it's like if. I were a basketball player and like I was standing next to Michael Jordan cutting talking to the media and I'm just like holy shit like I'm next to Michael Jordan this is fucking awesome like he he looks like <laughs> such a fucking fanboy and I don't mean it in a That's bad way because I think it's cool too because it pops me because I'm like I don't mean this in a bad way but it's like he is he is like he's a pig in shit he is so happy so but like when that is the thing that I noticed in your promos it's kind of a problem. And I don't think they're cutting uh, bad promos. I think they're not really, you know, cutting great promos. Like, um, and I don't know how much of that has to do with, like, the Hangman thing. Because I think, honestly, they did a good job with explaining, like, Hangman is, this is Hangman's fault. Like, we didn't do anything. We, we played on the I actually gun. like that. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That was good. But, like, aside from that, like, so, like, when they actually have something to say, I feel like they, they're they're effective. When they're just out there, just to be out there, not so much. And you know that's kind of the reason why AEW. I feel like it's really kind of why AEW doesn't really do much mic work or whatever else or interview stuff. Aside from when there's a point in, you know, they were trying so hard to get them, you know, anticipation for this eventual, you know, FDR match on um, a pay per view that like they were given more the mic more than they probably should have, and you know. I think they need to draw back on that. Unless when they went for for like the superfluous stuff, but stuff that's needed when it's effective. I feel like you know they proved they can. There's evidence of success there, but as far as this one, not not needed. So uh, up next, Taz came and joined the announce team, and then uh, we thought Darby Allen was coming out, but it was not Darby Allen. It was Ricky Starks with the S A D written on his chest. Sad, sad boy. Um. Uh, Ricky Starks, excellent promo here. Uh, he mocked Darby Allen for getting hurt all the time. Uh, told him that he has no friends. That's why you're alone in the locker room. Uh, and absolutely, Ricky Starks is going to absolutely kick his ass relentlessly every time he sees him. That shit was awesome. Like Ricky Starks, sign me up. Put put him on the list. Um. Yeah. 
liked it. I like when he comes out and he imitates Darby. It's funny to me. It makes me chuckle. It even makes it even makes Darby chuckle. Um, I want a match. I don't know when we're going to get it, but I'm I'm interested to see the match. There's one more inter- things I'm interested in um, that AEW has to offer right now. Uh, after that, we got Nala Rose against Tainara Conti, the newly signed. Tainar Conti came out looking like she was about to cry, overwhelmed with emotion. Uh, and, you know, I, you know, they announced her signing earlier that day. Um, this was actually all right. Uh, we saw some, you know, uh, rolling knee bar in the match. We saw um, Nyla kind of, um, you know, Nyla kind of has a new character here with like Vicky around. So she's, I think she's going to be wrestling a little different, uh, more of, things to make her hated rather than man she's awesome so like vicky will get you booed like out there <laughs> easy uh it's like one of the shortest things in wrestling um but they, they had no problem hitting each other hard uh i thought this was i thought it was okay and then uh now the one with the beast bomb to escape a uh, triangle choke and pin uh Tainar Conti. yeah match is okay and then um she was going to continue to beat on her, but Sheeta ran out with the um, with the big stick. Of course, that Nala Rose familiar with because she went inside her head uh, at um, <laughs> double or nothing. And it uh, looks like we got a Sheeta Nala Rose match for down the road. I would probably assume it's the anniversary show. Maybe that makes sense. Um. From there, uh, the announcer started talking about how the Young Bucks have been fined for uh, attacking Alex Marvez, and then they announced that Cody would have a big announcement oh my at the end of the show. Okay, so... Which we will get to. Yeah. Um, oh, the Bucks hilariously paid their fine on BTE today. How did they pay it off? Bruh, uh, so I sent a video on the ground. I know you said you weren't uh, by your phone, but Matt Jackson uh, walked up you know they're like well the thing is we they, they, they got the news that air, you know like, they saw it on twitter so, well hold on. what i was saying is like when i once you say like they paid it on bte it was like okay what did they do like it has to be some type of type, type of thing so, so what did they do yeah so like um they saw you know the news on twitter that they've been fine and he, matt pulls you know walks all the way down the hallway and then they pan to the door and it says tony khan uh Matt Jackson opens the door, but Tony Khan's not in there. Before he goes in there, he pulls out like a bunch of money, like five thousand dollars. Like so, Matt literally opens the door, walks like halfway in, throws it in the air, and walks out. Like this shit was hilarious. Like <laughs> an asshole. So, so yeah. So I was going. It ask seems like. like uh, oh, go ahead. Good. I was going to uh, talk about Tainara Kansi. So the announcer was talking about uh, her offer from the Dark Order. Um, she still has not accepted, so she's still a good person. So we'll see. All right. Um, I was gonna say, so after oh, you that. the Cody thing. That's right. You mentioned the Cody thing. Yep. So after that, we got to sit down with Jim Ross and Kenny Omega. And... Um, Kenny said that winning and losing titles comes with being a pro. Um, there's no time to reconcile with uh, Hangman Page because it's time for him to be uh, the single star that everyone wanted and, you know, to be the ace of the company. And, you know, he's ready to, you know, face, you know, or to head in his own direction. And 
this was just like, well, it's here. So um, they told us, you know, the from the start of promotion with him, like, if you think about it, I think the second or third week of Dynamite, he started teaming up with Hangman. So they essentially, like, let this man get over on national television, just have great matches the whole time. And now he's ready to move in once he's kind of familiar rather than I, I this is why I think the thinking was um, use your folks that were there, like your Jericho's your Cody's and, you know, Moxley's that first, you know, initial, like you can lean on that. And then, you know, Kenny will just take this low way to the top. Like he does in any other company that he's ever been in. So, um, so if you had to evaluate uh, his like year, what would you say? How did you think it went? Uh, we'll get so, to the promo in a second. Um, for me, a year in AEW. Um, am I comparing this to the Kenny Omega I know, or am I comparing this to just him start them starting out a company? I mean, whatever you want. Um, probably give it like a B, B minus. Um. Like, granted, the tag stuff with him and Hangman were, was great, um, but um, I wanted him to be in, in the mix, like, in the first year. Um, like we're getting it now. Um, I felt like him starting out in the tag division was this kind of shit that you do with somebody when you have nothing for. Um, you know, you look at Seth Rollins, for example, and, like, a million different tag team partners. <laughs> Right, texting chains with like a million different people. Um, <laughs> so, like, that's kind of like I felt like they went the utility route for him, and like honestly, that was that was great for Hangman as a, that is to save that's to put arm around Hangman and say to like, look, man, like we didn't forget about you. Um, and you know, they were great as a tag team. They were great. They're probably tag team of the year. Probably the most likely tag team. They're one favorite to finish his tag team of the year. Unless the Young Bucks, you know, still at the end of the year. Um, but they'll still get votes. But um, I frankly have a higher, a higher bar for what I want out of Kenny Omega. Like, I think he, I think he's the second best wrestler in the world. So, like, that's kind of that's kind of where I was on it. Um, like, he had great matches. He, had, you know, even even inside of the... Um, I think he's probably the best, still the best wrestler of the pandemic era. Um, to be quite honest with you, as far as in the ring. Um, so, you know, like, whatever gets you to the point where, like, he has anticipated matches and his singles matches and is not about, you know, getting wins for this other guy, I'm with it. Yeah, um, I... I think he's been exceptional as a as a draw, like better than I would have anticipated as far as like always adding numbers anytime he's been on screen. So clearly like his star power was not hurt um, <laughs> doing this. And he kind of got like a he got a long term story going as you think about where they're going into 2021. I think it's going to be the story of Hangman Page and Kenny Omega with each other, like, you know, doing singles matches for the title eventually. Um and of course, he still has the Moxley match to go back to. Like he still has so much like fresh stuff to go, especially with you start adding in all the new signings. So rather than blowing everything through everything as a single that's there, where you're in a situation where you kind of feel like Jericho right now, where it seems like he's you know, I think Jericho has he maximized and he was the the person you start this with, but and he maximized the opportunities that 
he had there. But you look at where Jericho is now. Jericho is kind of going to where Kenny was last year, I think. And I think they're essentially going to switch positions. So yeah, with Kenny, he got to he kind of got to heal up you know, as much as he could, because apparently he's had a lot of shoulder issues. And I think he, he has shoulder issues, you know, so why is he out here yeah. in the fucking, uh, in, in Georgia, like getting fucking dropped on his shoulder from the top rope from by, uh, Trent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> shoulder issues. What the fuck are you do- like, Kenny's a damn, like, he's, he's a just, Bro, he does not care this, about his body. He's crazy. Bro, He's this crazy, this dude. same man wrestled that that 2018 G1 that we heel. were talking about earlier. Broken heel. Broken heel. Yeah, no. like like what? <laughs> like not normal. Like, um, and I think he he got a knee scope like nine days before that triple threat match that he had with um with Abushi and Cody. Yeah, Abushi and Cody. Yeah. So like, yeah, he, He's a psycho. Um. But I, you know, I'm of course a big Kenny Omega fan here, so I've like looked at it to where you know this guy he was he had to be the most versatile, dependable wrestler on the show. I think he, he got asked to do a lot more uh, as far as like, yeah, go ahead and make this other guy at the same time keep yourself in, in what is a, a historically looked down upon uh, position, like being in a tag team. Like this man through that was still like a wrestler is still a wrestler of the year contender here. So um, as far as the promo goes, uh, like the promo, of course, he announces intentions to go singles. And at this point, I don't know how you look at Kenny Omega like he's some evil guy. I think he's eventually going to end up as a heel because because he's you know, that's going to what is going to necessitate. Yeah. So, you know, uh, yeah, so I- I'm all with it. And I. You know, I, I hope everybody that has, you know, been wishing and begging and all this stuff for, you know, Kenny to do what it was, you know, show him a love, show him the love if he earns it. You know, like you, you ain't got to, you know, come out here and cap for him or anything. But it's like y'all, y'all did a lot of talking about how how you miss Kenny Omega being a singles wrestler and all this other stuff. And we're we going to see what, what y'all think. Like, like, you know, I, you know, when the man starts being critically acclaimed. You know, go ahead and uh, go ahead and, and and reward my dog. What's um, what's your favorite match in AEW this year? What do you think is the best match in AEW this year? Uh, the tag match. Okay, for me, it's Iron Bucks. Man match. It's thirty okay. match for me. So, like, that's what I mean. Is like, oh, so that in the same week? Yeah. <laughs> so for me, it's like this is what I want. Like I, the mellow, like for me, it's like I, uh, it's all of that. Melodramatic shit between like grown adults for because one dude was one it's like th- four people that are friends are all like in this weird space because one person's being weird. It's like and they, and, they're, and they, how they handle it by fighting. What was all that that they fought? Nothing. In fact, it got worse. Fantastic. Like <laughs> so for me, it's like <laughs> like, I, like what did that match even mean? Like it was yes, it was a great match. Like it's one of the. In my opinion, is one of my or in my opinion, I even get that. Like it's one of my five favorite tag matches of all time. But it's just like, I, uh, I, I just don't, I don't care about Kit or Hangman being either stupid or insecure or whatever. Like, and you know, it, it, it seems to me like they're headed towards the, they're headed towards. I don't know if they're actually going to turn him heel ever. It's more like he is going to have to go the long way around. The harder way, 
if you will, they go re- redeem yeah. himself. And it's like that's a fine that's a fine story, perfectly fine. But it's like I still don't get the character motivation to make him act like this. I am I are we ever? I, you know, and I don't. And I, you know, I'm only watching TV. Like maybe that's some of that's explained on the BT and Road Two stuff that I'm missing. But like. A lot of that's lost in in all of this. Like I remember you pointed out to me before they like the before they went to uh, Revolution, how they did the thing where um, Kim and Kenny or, or Kenny and Heyman are sitting down together and they were talking, um, and it kind of like made it all click for as far as like why they have a bond and it was like because of what they do the chemistry they have in the ring. I'm like, that's cool. Put it on TV, please. It's just, it's just, you know, I'm not even going to get into it, but like ultimately move back to the lecture head. Like, I'm, I, I much prefer Kenny Omega as a singles person. Like, I feel like he brings more, I feel like he brings more interest to the car by being as a single. Um, like, cause, you know, I felt like, like a non title match now in AEW for pay per view. What's the best thing in Whip Up right now? Uh, before, before, they split. What was the best thing they could put on put on right now as a non titles male singles match? It felt like it felt like the singles division was kind of weak. They have depth, but like they don't have real star power. They don't have built like, to that yet. Yeah. So it's like now yeah. that Kenny is the free, now that Hangman is free, you know, like now they have something to make up for the fact that like there is no pack, and we've missed pack. Uh, so that's kind of the reason I'm happy. It's like. It feels like the roster is going to um, have more fresh matchups. You know, they beat the they beat the breaks off that that tag division. So, like, there was, oh, really, yeah. there was yeah. really nothing left nothing left to gain us probably from like having a rematch with the Young Bucks and have the Young Bucks beat them. Yeah, uh, I'm glad to. Uh, uh, hey man, go ahead and took that pin. So Kenny uh, remains relatively uh, fresh here. You know. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I obviously want to see him and Moxley eventually uh, get to it because I think that's where, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens, but I think they're going to run it back at full gear. And hopefully this time it's a real match, a real wrestling match, not some barbed wire web of death match, no crawling, crawling through glass, like fucking diehard match. It's just an actual wrestling match. So I'm I'm excited for that. You know, uh, whenever it comes, I too would like to see their first ever wrestling match be a wrestling match. You know, (sighs) Um, so after that, uh, they they announced October 14th is the date for Moxley and Archer. Uh, We next week we've got best friends against uh, Santana Ortiz, FTR, and Jurassic Express in a non-title match. Thunder Rosa will be back. Um, She had an awesome interview on Talk Is Jericho. Highly recommended. uh, versus Ivalice for the NWA World Women's Championship. That's interesting. Um, James, what do you have any thoughts on Thunder Rosa defending the NWA's belt uh, on Dynamite here? Don't really care. Just put her on TV <laughs> and let her wrestle someone that she's probably wrestled a few times before and also was talented. So I'm happy. As far as like the what happens to the NWA title, I don't give a shit. But they're gonna have. I, yeah, that's a good matchup. <laughs> Why are you laughing? So, uh, I, I, because I'm like, man, I was like, 
Yes. <laughs> I thought you were like, maybe like, hey, maybe she's going to be around. Maybe there's, you know, some, there's smoke to the fire here. Maybe there's some. No. Okay. Oh, oh well, I mean, as far as like, <laughs> yes, I want to see more Thunder Roses. Like, I'm, I'm glad to see that. But like, as far as the NWA belt, I don't give a fuck about the NWA belt. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's yeah, 2020. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they also announced Hangman Page of Frankie Kazarian. I'm looking forward to that. I hear that they've had a lot of matches in ROH together, and they were always awesome. And I, the way, yes, and the way that um, Kazarian was working with Moxley earlier this year, like where he's just like this tough ass veteran, gonna Mm -hmm. wrestle his ass off. I think him and Heyman are gonna like just punch each other really hard and wrestle like. (laughs) So after that, uh, we had our main event which was Brody Lee versus Dustin, and this fucking ruled. Yeah. Like, This is I, way better look, than Andy right to be. Yes. Way better than I, I've right come on this show before, and I've I've gotten on Dustin. I've said, you know, hey, man, you can't just be out there laying around and bleeding all the time. Like, it's just not – like, that's not it, man. Like <laughs> – and I, you know, and I was thinking, like, you know, we may have seen, like, you know, the end. Like, it may be a wrap for him. You know, he may just be a tag wrestler now. But this man reached down deep within himself, you know, and it was just like, all right, you think I'm done? And it's just like, I got a bullet in the chamber here. And this, these two beat the shot at each other. It was physical. It was um, just filled with great moves. And uh, John, my man, John Silver got involved in the main event, of course. Um. Yeah, just 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 a really good match here. I think I gave this one like four stars. Yeah. Um. Really good match. I don't think I'm as crazy about it as you are. I probably. But it was a really good match, regardless. Uh, I, I didn't even think about a star rating. I probably have to watch it again and give it a star rating. I've watched too much fucking wrestling this week. I say I feel like I say it every <laughs> week. Maybe maybe it's because I watch too much wrestling. Maybe that's a maybe that's a problem. Um. Yeah, but. Had a really good match. I, you know, expectations also play into this. I thought this is going to be just like m- not a match and more of a storyline to get to whatever m- you know th- is next for Cody or whatever else. Um, and it wasn't. Um, and I was pleasantly su- pleasantly surprised by that. So uh, you know, enjoyable main event. Very enjoyable main event. So after the match, uh, the Dark Order came out to the ring. They dragged QT out there, uh, was carrying QT over their shoulder. Uh, they kicked Coca Ben out, and they're still upset with him for blowing their win at All Out. And then everybody, uh, basically, he kicked Dustin uh, in his nuts, and then the announcers were like, let's go to Cody. And then Cody, who has was destroyed by Brody Lee uh, a couple weeks ago, um, they say that he's been injured, but he's up in Macon, Georgia, and he's come up with this new concept. And then all of a sudden, we're doing some like game show shit. Oh. And I'm like, did they say on air he was in Macon, Georgia, or you just know that's where it's shot at? I think they said it. Okay, they said something about Georgia. Okay, so Macon, Georgia, um, ain't that far from Jacksonville. Um, okay. So why isn't he here? Oh, because he's doing a TV show. And he's got to film it for a couple weeks. 
I feel like they need to go with that as opposed to there's an injury. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm not, I'm not about to get into the shit again, Cody. They did this big write-off. They did this big write-off for him, and then they like immediately had the Dark Order destroy his brother, then cut to that happy, wacky game show shit. I think that like undercut what the that's fuck what, they were the, doing. That's what I'm it, getting I, at. That's what I'm getting at. It's like... like look at the, look you, at the devastation. You know, oh. with net. Right. Right. I mean, it's not as bad. It's not as bad as like Charlotte Flair beating the hell out of Ronda Rousey with a kendo stick and pulmonizing your neck, and then Ronda shows the next day and and beats uh, Mickey James in like three minutes on on, on Raw. But it's still disconnected. Like, okay, this person's injured, but it's not really an injury. They're really going to do some some other side project shit. Like, Maybe you don't have to go that hard on like you know injuring um, Cody off that way. Maybe they could have saved it. Maybe they could have just had him yeah, may- squash him, and then um, he's off TV for a few weeks, and then did this to the uh, family. I don't know. Maybe I feel like you could have done this in a different order. Like, you know, I mean, maybe I- don't do the stretcher job. You know, maybe don't put him in a neck brace. You know, maybe don't dump the um the TNT belt over him as he's laid out. Maybe don't have Anna J choke out his wife. You know, to do this goofy shit on the other side of it because like A W, there's one thing that you it. don't do is or save insult it. our intelligence really. And I felt like this was just such a like left turn from like oh my god, this is like that branding bullshit that I hate. Like yeah, like they could they could have done all. That whole thing that they did, um, or whatever, they could have done it in a rematch or whatever else, or, or they could have saved some of it for later parts or whatever else. Like, look, I'm not going to really, I'm not going to go too crazy on it because it's like that moment was awesome. He beat him in three minutes, and then all of that stuff. He systematically just fucking destroyed the entire Rhodes family, and that was cool. Um, Loved it, but that does undercut it weeks later when it's like, oh, he's he just went to Hollywood. He just went not Hollywood, but quote unquote Hollywood. Like I felt like and, this is shit. That, and I, they like, showed us shit, that this is shit that's cool when it's like night when it's on TNT in like '96 and Hogan's going to like do some shit during the summer or whatever else, as opposed to like, bro, we all you know. Not only do, do we know all this, you know, and you run a promotion based on the fact that you know we all know this. How do you, the machinations of you know just of somebody's going to do show do all this stuff while they're away, so therefore is a TV injury or whatever else. I don't know, it, 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 but like then you put it on air. Not even like you know that's and in the show it like this thing. Like it, maybe I don't know. Was it because they got off air early to play that package? Right? It wasn't like they they played it after ten, right? Correct. Uh, yeah, that that yeah, that was a choice. That was a choice. Yeah, yeah, that was a choice. That was a choice. Didn't like it. Didn't like it. I thought it was um, thought they could have done it a whole. They could have approached it a whole better way. Like, use your if you want to do it at a, at a peak time, do it at the nine o'clock hour. And say, hey, we have a message from you know, uh, hell, you could have lied and said you know, um, this is something Cody uh, worked on, Before. you know. Before he lost the TNT championship or something like yeah. that, uh, or, he's going to be starring in a show. Like, like, why not lie to us like that and work us rather than just tell us the truth and be like and allow us to disconnect? Yeah. Like, oh man, what the fuck? Or, I mean, you, there's all, there's a bunch of ways to do it. Like, there's also the the part where it's like, okay, so you said it's, it's being shot in Macon, Georgia. It's Jacksonville, Florida. 
that there's no way that's a three hour drive. It's got to be shorter than that. All right. Um. So like, do the thing where like Cody comes back and makes a save for his family is getting decimated, and make Dark Order tuck tail and then throw it to the fucking thing. Three like, hours say, and fifty five minutes. You'll do it. Up seventy five. The four hour drive. But if you hit it, I assume you can cut that to like three and a half and you get no traffic. Actually, Macon's underneath Atlanta, so you don't even have to drive through Atlanta. Yeah, you, you can know. probably. Yeah, like, yeah. okay, so the. I know this is going to be like, I don't give a fuck about interstate talk, but like, if you take 75 from Florida to presumably Atlanta, right? There's a junction you take uh, in Macon where you cut like where old 75 used to go, like used to go longer where like it's a straighter line. So it's like less mileage to get to Atlanta once you get to Macon. So it's like, mm-hmm. I think it's four. I think that's four seventy five. So it was like, yeah, like that's, that's a, that's like a hub in the interstate. Yeah. But sorry for putting y'all through that. Especially like, especially like if Rick here, Clive listening, he's like, I don't give a fuck about somebody Macon, in the UK. They're like, talking about the fucking yeah. Southern United States. Like who right. cares? Like, yeah. 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 Like, just tell me how close the shit is. Like, like it's less than, yeah. okay, thank you. Yo, yo. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. But anyway, uh, kind of a world building episode. Uh, some solid directions. Some, you know, just set, setting things up. I thought it was a good show. Yeah. Um, I wish there was more wrestling on the show, but you know, whatever. I feel like all this, all the, all the promo talk could have some of it could have been moved to later weeks, but um, especially when you know we are the next pay per view is not till November or something, so. Yeah, I think um, I, I mentioned this to you guys in a group chat. I was like, AEW, it seems like these weeks that they haven't been head-to-head, they've taken advantage of being able to do more talking with people than they normally do with the action, action, action. Uh, now there was no head-to-head. There's no channel to turn it to. So it was like, oh, we can do some promos this week. So uh, next week, it looks like they're head-to-head again. So I think we're going to get like a return to uh, form. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, it's my turn to talk about NXT, isn't it? It is, sir. Okay, so, um, NXT starts out with the NXT title match between Finn Balor and Adam Cole. It's the opener of a two-hour show that's unopposed. Um, it goes, um... Base. I watched the NXT, uh, the uh, WWE Network version of it. So I didn't. I don't know the commercial break breakdown, but it felt like it was a half hour long match with if you had in, in commercials um, or twenty five, some like some shit like that. But um, good match. Um, the first segment that goes into goes into the commercial break. The first commercial break was just nothing. Um, ultimately, the match. The story of the match is Finn Balor uh, hurts his hurts his knee. Um, Adam Cole works over his knee with figure fours and like uh, they both kick out of each other's finish at, at a certain point um, and then Finn Balor goes for the uh, the, the coup de gras um, for a near fall and Adam er, with the bad knee he hits it sticks it and then he grabs his leg clutches it and then uh, you know delays and then uh, goes for the, the cover Adam Cole kicks they say on commentary no one's ever kicked out of the 
coup de gras, which I could have swore Brock Lesnar did at Royal Rumble. Uh, that can't be real. Yeah, there's no way that's there's no way that has been kicked out of. No way. It's WWE. They kick out everybody's shit. Um, so whatever. So um, they both end up just like after that happens, they both. Adam Cole sets up like he's about to. I guess the advantage. He sets like he's about to go finish it with a Panama Sunrise. Um, I'm sorry, Panama. Is it Panama Sunrise? Basis Canadian yeah. Destroyer. Whatever. Um, Battle gets up. They fight to the top turnbuckle. They both like. Remember how? <laughs> remember how Phoenix and Nick Jackson were just like up on up on a corner, like on the ropes, and you're just like they're about to do something contrived and unbelievable, and then it turned into that Hurricane Rana spot. Yes. All right, there. Those two are up there, and it, basically what they came up with after they're struggling on top on the top rope together on the top uh, turnbuckle is they came off the top where uh, fit, Balor hit him with a uh, a. A, I guess a super or an avalanche uh, night or sixteen uh, nineteen for the win, um, and that's how he won the title. Um, very good match. I probably give it three and a half, three and three quarters. Um, it, and I'm knocking it because of how slow it was to start. Um, I see some people think this is like one of the best matches in WWE this year and like quite frankly their matches I think are better than it like I think cage match has like a four and a half star match and I'm like nah bro like that shit is not like the that shit is not better than AJ Styles and um and Daniel Bryan from earlier in the year for the IC title and that was a match that was slow and all that and nah it's just not as good I don't think it's as good as the two uh great Sasha and Asuka matches we've gotten this year um, but whatever. Um, really good match. The right person's champion. Um, after the ma- or they come at a commercial break, they do this backstage thing where like he's in the back and he's hugging like people on the roster. Like this is like br- totally breaking kayfabe. Um, you know, yeah, Triple H and Triple H and Shawn Michaels breaking kayfabe. Who would have thought? Um, so <laughs> so like um. Breezango walk up to him and, and, and hug Balor and then Triple H walks up and you know he says you know just like last time is you know it's time to move forward and all of a sudden Adam Cole walks up behind behind Balor gets his attention and they both two sweet each other because you know the Bullet Club remember remember that thing yeah, that they, yeah. these two were both a part of you know that yeah. you know about but we don't have the rights to so we never mentioned it except for the hand gesture so. Um, and then they, and then they, and then they walked off people. And, um, that was that. So James, um, the two singles champions in, um, NXT now, they're both the same age. Can you guess what, how many years old these two gentlemen are? 38, right? 39. Ah, I for, I've, I've lost track. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that NXT developing the the youth, you know. <laughs> like they haven't been developmental in a long, long time, a long, 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 long time. Um, bear with me for a second. I lost track of my notes. Um, interesting that they put it on Balor. It seems like Balor was a guy, you know, he's he's beat everybody pretty much. He's had ultimate protection aside from some random head scratching moments. Um, interested to see who he's going to face going forward because 
he's beat a lot of people. So um, I'm trying to think of the people that he hasn't beat. And it's like, good luck. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not sure. Like, I mean, you know, he was my pick to be the champion before they even went to um, they hot shot the Keith Lee thing. So, you know, um, and then they went to Karrion Cross, and I'm like, that's a worse decision. If, that's a worse decision, and uh, not worse decision, but like, like if you go to Keith Lee, that Change. makes sense. He's someone that's been there. He's someone that's over Keith Lee, or you know, do straight to this uh, Karrion Cross thing is like. Okay, so like the thing you just did like two weeks ago meant absolutely fucking nothing, and now Keith Lee's on the main roster. So it's like, what? So do you know what the tagline for, for for NXT is on the USA Network dot com? Something about new and because I just young, googled I NXT roster. Something about says, new young. We and fresh. are the future. Ah, gotcha. we are the future. Um, I was just trying to pull the roster up, but um, yeah, so. Let's see um, who they can ha- possibly do something with here. Um, I mean, it's really that it's that whole the baby tournament baby people. face story. Oh my god, their baby face their baby face side is fucking atrocious right now. Name me a, is Finn name, a baby face or is he a heel? That's the thing. Like, okay, ah. that's the thing. Like. Finn Balor is a you're supposed to cheer okay I'm not even gonna get into their, their baby face or heel they're a good person or bad person they want you to cheer for Finn Balor now what did they do to get you from to go from when he dropped Johnny on his head to where you're supposed to cheer for him now absolutely fucking nothing like when they had those promos when they had um Thatcher and uh Loomis and Balor in that triple threat match to get uh, the winner to the uh, ladder match. After, or I'm sorry, Thatcher had Balor in an ankle lock, and then Loomis snuck up from snuck up on Thatcher or from Loomis. I'm sorry, Loomis snuck up on Thatcher from behind and choked him out, and that's how you got to win. After that match, they showed the next week, like footage, you know, after the match when it was a commercial break, that Balor attacked Thatcher after that match. And they made Thatcher mm-hmm. the bad guy for that, and you're not, and you're, not supposed, you're supposed to cheer for Balor, not Thatcher, at the takeover because of that. But it's like, what a person that's the asshole is in Balor. So I'm going to give you four names that I have circled, and a fifth name which I don't want to do, but he does hold a victory over him. So um, I think you can go ahead and book a Roderick Strong. Uh, Finn Balor match. Yeah, I think you can book Kushida versus Finn Balor. Balor, or because she's about to do a program with uh, Velveteen Dream, unfortunately. But yeah, okay. Uh, I think you can book Swerve against Finn Balor. You absolutely could. Um, if he, you know, if somehow he doesn't win the cruiserweight title, um, Austin Theory. You know they love him. Even though you know double secret suspension, but um, uh, well, th- no, nah, Thirty was on the show the, the last three weeks, and it set up a over the last two weeks. It set up a match with Bronson Reed, and Bronson Reed proceeded to beat the shit out of him um, on this week's edition of NXT. So I'm going to say no on Austin Theory and Velveteen Dream. Yuck! They already had a match earlier this year. It fucking sucked. Hmm. I remember Balor in Can't, Dream. Hey, like that was supposed to be a match well, from uh, what earlier in the year? Yeah, earlier in the year 
They called it off, and then they had it like in the last like six weeks or so, and it stunk. No, I do not want to see Finn Balor. I do not want to see Velveteen Dream even on TV, let alone like being at the title picture again after he stunk it up so terribly at the beginning of this year. No, thank you. I guess I guess, I guess the only other option is the man that needs to go to the front of the line, oh, hold on. Cameron okay. Grimes. And also, <laughs> and also, Velveteen's a heel now. Ah. Yeah, they turned after he lost the uh, the second chance matches or whatever else. He turned him on Kushida, um, and, and like Velveteen showed up and he uh, more or less squashed. Tahuti uh, Miles goes by by the name of Shanti something. I forgot what it was. I think it's Shanti Hamad. Shanti Adonis. Yeah, Ashanti Adonis. That's what he's going by. Um, and then after that, Kashida proceeded to come out there, beat his ass. He posted his arm, um, uh, Velveteen's arm into uh, the post a couple times, and he slapped on a um, a rope-assisted uh, arm bar. So, like, that's where they're headed with Velveteen. Hmm. Yeah, seems like they need an injection of fresh talent. Where is it coming from? Seems like they need to like book a babyface worth a damn. Like, remember what this company, remember what this promotion was. Like, this, this, you can think of all the chapters of of NXT from the time it hit the network to now. Just re- in recent, like last few months, so, like based off of like their babyfaces, whether it was Neville or Sami Zayn or Finn Balor or Bailey or Nakamura or or Johnny. And and or also Keith Lee. Keith Lee would also be a those band. days are over. Like Keith Lee left, and that was it. They had nobody to replace him. Yeah, um, heat, heat, heat. This is this is you know the Triple H way. Like it's 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 heels and tweeners. That's it. There aren't any. And it's it's crazy things like. I just ran down the list of these motherfuckers he created. Why can't you just go into the lab and make another one? You've made like eight of them already. It's weird. Well, you see, <laughs> NXT is not a short-term destination anymore. It is this long-term thing now because people aren't doing a year and a day there anymore. So I guess he feels like he needs to have heels anchor everything. But if I have nobody to root for... And I'm only rooting to watch people lose. Why do I want to watch? This is Triple H. Triple H thinks this is good business. You well, know, that this is, is what he did with his Triple H's career. Yes, <laughs> that, that's a great point. Like he was the guy that like was ridiculously like you know in these main events had the title when like there's Steve there's Steve Austin in The Rock. Great, that's a great point. That's a great. That's a very good point. Like I would also like to point then, out, like know. the the loss in viewers after those two left, and he was the one that stuck around. Maybe pick up on that and make a goddamn ba- a, a hero that you want to watch. Hey, There's no and, fucking and that's when he really, and that's where he really started going off. Like RVD, Booker, Jericho, um, fucking Steiner, Goldberg. Uh, Goldberg. Pain, <laughs> just, 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 just kill them all, you know. Uh, so, you know, this is a man that that has a philosophy. If, if there's anything we can look at in his career, and it doesn't seem like a stretch, you can compare it to modern times. 
this might be what he's leaning on. It stinks. He needs to stop. Um. So, anyway, uh, we ended up getting an interview from Robert Stone. Um, he basically is backstage with an interviewer, and he's walking and talking. It's almost like um, an Aaron Sorkin show. And hmm. he, he shows up upon Shotzi's tank, and he grabs a lead pipe, and he goes to swing on it, and all of a sudden, in comes the the... Out of, out of nowhere, like, instead of feisty, the bubbly, uh, Shotzi Blackheart, and she's like, hey, what you doing? And she proceeds to, um, <clears throat> to start whooping his ass, um, and they're, like, backstage, basically, like, by a drape, and Aaliyah runs in, and Aaliyah runs, uh, Shotzi into the drape, and all of a sudden, um, they knock over one person, and the next person you see get knocked over is EO, who was for some reason like doing the photo shoot thing, except live. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Aaliyah gets up, EO gets up, Aaliyah realizes that she what she bumped into was EO, and then realizes that EO is furious, and then she starts running for her life and she runs to the middle of the ring. EO chases her down, uh, Aaliyah goes to run out the other side of the ring, and there's Shotzi. Um, they both take sh- they both take turns hitting Aaliyah. Robert Stone comes into it. They both lay out uh, Robert Stone. Um, then they both see them laid out, like in you know, conveniently placed uh, in front of each opposite turnbuckle. EO bl- points at uh, Shotzi and says, "Shotzi, go." They both hit their top rope splashes. EO hits her moonsault. Chassis hits the uh, the top rope senton. Um, then Chassis hands EO the woman's title because uh, it fell off in the middle of the melee. And EO goes to grab it. Chassis snatches it back. And then EO snatches it immediately and says, I like you, Chassis. Don't make me hurt you. And she storms off. <laughs> um... So they're having a match next week, Shotzi and EO. Non-title. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So um it was dinner with the Garganos. Uh this week's guest. They actually had a guest. It was uh Tegan. For weeks they've been talking about having Tegan come in and them trying to patch up uh, you know, um hurt feelings from their front friendship going becoming estranged. So they show Johnny and Candace, and they are preparing for for Tegan to show up. And Johnny's like, "I'm only doing this for you. I don't like Tegan. I think I think she's a bad person." <laughs> and it's just funny because like you're Johnny's a piece of shit talking about people being a bad person. That's the that's the, that's the <laughs> that's why it's hilarious. It's like it's, it's like one we notice what you're trying to do, but like you're so good at being just this fake asshole. So, um, um, they prepare. And then all of a sudden, doorbell rings. Uh, in comes Tegan. Tegan is wearing a Bull Nakano shirt that's in a similar fashion to your Aja Kong shirt, by the way, Rich. Um, oh. and I, I think it's made by the same company. I think it has the same mm. like company logo on it. So, um, Hey, if walk- you want to see that shirt, check it out in my new video, y'all. 
<laughs> Go ahead, James. Yes, Gotta uh, show myself. Yes, link to the uh, video will be in the podcast description below. So, um, branding synergy. So, yeah. Uh, so then they they sit down awkwardly um, and sit down at a dinner table when there's no food out there yet. So um, they cut the commercial break. Um, and throughout the rest of the show, there will be two more times where they cut back to uh, the Gargano residence. So, out. Co- so, come back commercial break, and it's Thatch's Thatch can again, and they have up. They have upped the ante. Um, you know, the last few ones just been in the ring stuff, and it felt like they ran out of ideas. What they've done now is he's doing film study. So <laughs> he is. Um, He's gearing up for Damian Priest, so he is doing film study, and he pulls out uh, not a not a not a laser pointer on the on the projector, but he pulls out basically like a like a almost like a four foot uh, nightstick, and and he's like, "Stop it right here! You see this? He is a great striker." But when you strike, that means you expose body parts and leave them out hanging. Uh, he likes mm-hmm. to throw up that big forearm. I see, I see, you know, Kimuras and arm bars and the like. Uh, they show him about to give somebody a um, apron bomb, a la uh, showing priest about to give someone an apron bomb, a la uh, Kevin Owens. He says, "Stop it right here." You see that? Uh, this is like right around the time they decide to give him the. Uh, the Razor Ramon stuff because he's because he's Puerto Rican and Scott Hall was in brown face but whatever let's never let's not talk about that now. <laughs> we've been talking about that for weeks look like when he did April Bomb before he did April he did the Razor Ramon's arms arm stretch pose so he's like stop it right here you see that he's posing I he's like I see you know a knee bar I see um, a single leg Boston Crab I slap that Boston Crab I do the all on him that's what he said actually um and I think there was something else that he pointed out that he would uh, e- expose in, in the film study. He's like, he's like, but you know, the business film, film no, no but he's like, film sessions <laughs> over. He says, film sessions over. Time to get in the ring. So he's about to go uh, off camera, go torture more students at, at the mm-hmm. wrestling school. Um, so then from there, we end up getting um, Velveteen Dream versus Ashanti. The Adonis, who is the former Tahuti Miles, um, he tries to play mind games with Tahuti Miles. I'm sorry, uh, Ashanti. Uh, I'm sorry, I have a hard time. I'm calling this dude Adonis. I'm not calling him Ashanti. There's only one Ashanti. <laughs> uh, yeah, but there's only one Ashanti. Fuck out of here. Uh, um, so Adonis basically uh, gets he do, he does the basically tries to play mind games with him. Does the the like the writhing on the floor. And Adonis basically like gets on, uh, goes, takes a knee and says, you want to play games? They're not working on me. So he proceeds to get a flurry offense on Velveteen. Velveteen um, distracts the ref or there is a ref distraction. Thumbs Adonis in the eye and then hits the DVD for the win. Um, And then you get Kushida running out and being the piss out of him that we talked about earlier. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, then we get a video package to build um, a Breezango re- uh, tag title rematch against Imperium, um, and that will be next week on NXT. Um, then we go back to the Gargano house. 
and there's food on the plates now, but no one's talking. And then after a couple seconds go by, Johnny goes, this is awkward. Like, I know your friends, but like nobody's talking. So like, I'm just going to take my plate and I'm just going to leave and like, let y'all to you like reconnect. So, um, <laughs> Then basically they start throwing like these passive aggressive shots at the reason why one person is mad at the other without actually like either one of them saying I'm sorry or taking blame, and then they cut from there and it'll come back for the final one. So then you get Austin or Bronson Reavers Austin Theory. Um, Austin Theory has basically been making fat jokes um, on Bronson Reed, so Bronson Reed was like, "Look, bro, I want to match him and whoop your ass." Um, he actually interfered in the match last I'm week. I beat your monkey ass. Yeah, so the match is basically um, theory taking taking Bronson Reed for a joke because he he he's big, and then with the, the, the I guess the poetic part of it is that like he tries to lift him up for some move, and theory's back goes out. And then at the end, he tries another move, and then basically he does like the John Cena, like failing to lift something heavy, and someone just falls on top of him and crushes him. <laughs> um, and then the the match ends with a, with a top rope splash from Bronson Reed. Um, but most of this match, like Bronson Reed being the shit out of Austin Theory, uh, but that's that that is the rough details of of this match. So um, we go backstage with Adam Cole. Um, and they ask him about like, hey man, what was that thing with you and with you and Balor after the match backstage when you bring kayfabe? He goes, look man, um, I have a lot of respect for for Balor. You know, he was he was a champion. Um, I had to break his record for 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 the title reigns. Um, he was the better man this night, but I believe I'll get another shot and I'll and I'll and that night I'll prove I'm the better man. He walks away like this is kind of like saying I'm the babyface, even though. They're turning him babyface until dot 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 the next match: Roderick Strong versus Killian Dane. This match is a um, a byproduct of a few weeks ago after um, Adam Cole got kicked and knocked out from a fucking punt to the chest. Um, there was a Killian Dane in a, and this is also like right after the fireball thing, so. They're having Killian Dane versus uh, Drake Maverick in the ring. Unspeedy comes out and beats the shit out of Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. So, um, last week, Drake Maverick had a match with Kyle O'Reilly, or two weeks ago, and Kyle O'Reilly was killing Drake Maverick, and then Dane came out and cleared the ring and then laid out Drake Maverick. This week um, is Strong versus Dane. Um, they're having back a, a decent back-and-forth competitive match until... Uh, oh, I forgot to mention that uh, Bobby Fish is with Roderick. So at the end, um, does Bobby Fish still got all the gray, or did they tell him to get rid of that shit? You know, when they tell you get rid of gray, they only last about two weeks. So you know, it kind of goes. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's between he's between cycles, if you will. He's between cycles. Yeah. You know, can't just be putting that shit on your face every single week. <laughs> but you gotta, you gotta let that uh, shit marinate. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, so. Um, the match ends up getting to a point to where uh, Dane is on the apron about to get in. Roderick has the ref taken. Um, Fish kicks his leg out. Um, 
and then from there, Killian Dane has a comeback or has a comeback, and then there's another distraction with Fish. Dane thwarts it, and then Roddy hits the, his normal jumping knee. That's just a move he normally does for the win. He beat him with the hmm. right, with the rising jumping knee, Rich. So that means uh, your boy um, Killian Dane is a jobber. Check this out. So then Roderick and Fish start stomping him out. Out comes Drake Maverick with the, with seemingly the same lead pipe that uh, your boy Robert Stone was going to use to take to that to to Shotzi's or Shotzi's tank. Comes mm-hmm. down, comes out there with it. Uh, get beast those dudes off of uh, Dane. Uh, it's a two on one advantage. Still, they start pounding on Drake Maverick. Dane gets up, grabs the pipe, and cl- and clears the ring. Right. So Drake Maverick's in the corner. He sees him with the pipe. Dane is supposed to realize, like Dane realizes, like, oh yeah, the pipe is here because of Drake Maverick. He just saved me from a bit from worse beating. <laughs> He throws the pipe down and walks out the ring. And while he's in between the ropes to get out, Drake stops him and extends a hand. Dane gets back into the ring, considers extending a hand, but instead balls with fists and punches his fucking lights out and then leaves. What a fucking geek. Bruh, so so James, you told me on this show before this man was this great, inspiring baby face. He was, and they've killed him dead. <laughs> it's the dumbest oh fucking thing, God. bro. The dumbest fucking thing. It popped the rating. Remember it popped the rating? Yes. Like, what are they doing? So whatever. Like, and you know what's gonna happen? It's they're gonna become an odd couple tag team like in a few weeks. Watch. Yep. So it's My like God. What, yeah, like why would you be friends with dude? You you you've bent over backwards for this dude, and he keeps beating you up. Like what 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 is this? Just dumb big like, face. Look at that man like he like he like he Eugene. Oh God. Like he's slow. So we go back to um Candace uh in in Tegan and Candace says to Tegan, Look, um things are different and we're just going we're doing it the Gargano way. We're just going to the Gargano way, Candace. Or Tegan, and Tegan's like, but you keep doing all these all these bad things and you want me to follow you but like it's only going to lead to going down the wrong path and and she goes look for years I've been your bigger sister right yeah you've all you trust me before right yeah have I ever led you down the wrong path she goes back she's like no you haven't she's like see it's like and and things will be all good and they start toasting and said things will be all good when I when I finally beat EO for the NXT Women's title. And Teen goes, what, what makes you think that you're going to get it before I get it? And then, T- and then Candace goes, well, you know, you had your shot just a couple weeks ago and you lost. Now it's, so it's just a matter of time. So it's my turn. Teen goes, but you, but you've never beaten EO. <laughs> she goes, but you've never beaten EO. Candace, Candace smiles, and she makes that smile. It's like I, this shit hurt my soul, and it burns my soul. She, 
She grabs a salad bowl that has dressing in the salad already in the bowl. I don't know why. Obviously, you know why. It's for the effect of once it gets thrown. Throws it on. Throws it on Tegan. Fucks up the Bonacano shirt. Tegan mm-hmm. makes a face. Is like, oh, you imply that after we just after we just uh, toasted splashes the splashes uh, the the I guess it was wine the rose in her face. All of a sudden, you see they both jump out their chairs and they finna scrap in the kitchen. All of a sudden, you know, they start getting loud. Johnny comes down the hall. Hey, hey, hey who's out here being loud in this kitchen? God damn it. Kawhi Leonard. Hey, hey. He didn't really do that, but he's like, he's like, what, what's the commotion? What's going on? So they also had spaghetti with the salad. So they Johnny separates them and he faces towards Candace and pushes her back and says, Hey man, y'all need to relax. Y'all, you know, this is going beyond y'all are supposed to be friends. And then, you know, Johnny been wearing these super tight white shirts for free for, you know, ever since turn heel, these mediums. Well, for him, it'd be, uh, extra, extra smalls, but like under armor. So all of a sudden Tegan goes, you know what? I never liked you. Johnny grabs that bowl of a spaghetti, put around his fucking head around that, right on that uh, t-shirt. And then, and then storms out and then, uh, as she storms out, Tegan runs after, uh, I'm sorry, Candace runs after Tegan because she wants smoke in, in the household after all that happened. And that's how they ended that. Um, Sounds so funny. Then we end up getting a promo uh, from Damian Priest. And the interviewer asked, like, you know, he's been, Fashion's been watching your moves. He's like, look, he don't need to watch my moves. I'm going to tell him what I'm going to do. I'm going to kick him. I'm gonna punch him. I'm gonna elbow him, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna pin him, and I'm gonna live forever. And he and he said and he said and after I after I pin him, I am going to celebrate. Did you see what happened when he won the title? How he celebrated with the, with the hot tub? Yes, yes, yes. Say so at the hot tub, he said he's basically like I'm I'm gonna celebrate the hot tub. Now it's I don't know which woman this is as the interviewer because you know they it's a, a fucking assembly line and they always change right. I can't remember. I don't know her name yet, but. He proceeded to say, you know, I'm, I'm going to the hot tub after, I'm going to the jacuzzi after this, after I beat this dude next week. And he's like, and if you would like to, you can join. And sm- smiled and walked off. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> what? You know, I'm going to win one match and then I'm going to fuck hot women. I, I mean, I can get with that gimmick. You know, I, 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 I like it. I get you know? that, but like, okay, this is the thing. Depending on whatever week it is, and whatever side of the bed the writer or the showrunner or the producer or the booker feels like it that week, in any any Russ, American Russ promotion, man, man hitting on the attractive um, interviewer is always a thing. It's happening with uh, your boy right now, and in, in, on the main roster with Charlie uh, Garza, and Charlie has been going on for months, right? We had, mm-hmm. um, we've had an AEW. We've had your boy Sammy Guevara try to hit on the um, the announcers, right? We've had Marco. Marco Stunt try to hit on the announcers, and now we have Priest. Like, bro, heels faces don't matter. Like, if you're a heel, you're supposed to be like, this is a messi- this is a pig. And then with the baby face, like, I guess because you like him, he's not a pig. Is that what it's supposed to be? Oh, it's suave. Oh, it's suave. When they say, "Come get wet in this water, suave. in this warm water." Yes. I, uh, yes. Okay. Okay. You know. Whatever. Um, Damien Priest winning matches and banging chicks. I, I like the gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't we? Never mind. I'm gonna stop right now. I'm gonna stop right now. I finna <laughs> say something. I have to edit. Fuck 
fuck it. I'm gonna say, hey man, hey, why can't we get shit or that gimmick? <laughs> Play, uh, sign me up. I want, I want. Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat you. I'm gonna be out here, uh, uh, you know. You know, hey, she, yeah, she don't. You know. right, look, right, I, I, I look, I, don't, I can't confirm anything about, <laughs> but you know, I, I, I saw, have my speculations. I saw um, her, and I'm gonna bleep this name too. I'm you best believe I'm bleeping all this shit, <laughs> but I saw her, uh, the other week do a, a Twitch video with. And I was like, hey, people were talking about her and her and her like as far as last year, and they out here doing the game. Look like some real couple shit to me, but whatever. Um, Look, so you know, like that, that, that might have been the whole thing. Her her being scared of <laughs> might have actually been like stop this now. <laughs> <laughs> you stop this now. I, I cannot say any more with with without. Um, yeah, y- y- y'all know what we getting at two. Yeah, I make sure two nineteen. I'm I'm in all the names out. Y'all ain't <laughs> hell no. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Anyway, so from there, they end up having the main event, the uh, the cage match. This is, I believe, the third cage match on NXT TV this year. Um, Rhea Ripley versus Mercedes Martinez. During the show, they both cut promos um, saying that, like, I want to smoke. I'm going to beat your ass. Two tough women saying they're going to throw down. What's not to like? Um, I thought that... I can't remember exact words, but I thought that Mercedes had a great promo. Um, it's, it, it is not... It's, it is, in fact, in, not in factual, but it was good. She was like... When a lion, when a lion is hungry and a lion wants to uh, wants to assert a, a, dominant, a dominance in the hierarchy, it finds the biggest toughest lion, the biggest toughest thing in the environment, and takes it out. Which is not true. Like lions actually like pick off the weakest prey and eat it. But whatever. Never, never mind that shit. She she was cooking. Like I'm not fucking up her wraps. I'm not fucking up her bars. So um, she said like that's that's why I chose you, Rhea. That's why I've been after you for months, and I'm get you in this cage, and I'm gonna whoop your ass. So I, it was a good promo. They went out there and they did what both of them said. They went out there and they whooped each other's ass. Mercedes came out first, and before getting to the ring, she went underneath the the uh, apron skirt, pulled out four chairs, threw them in the ring, pulled out, came down with a kendo stick, threw that in the ring, and then grabbed the chairs. Then went to grab a uh, table to throw it in. And Rhea attacked her from behind because she's like looking at the monitor before she had time for it. And she's like, what the fuck's going on? Oh, no, 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 no. It's not going down like that. They fought outside, fought inside. Um, there, was a, there was this crazy spot where Rhea was on the top turnbuckle and Mercedes hurls a chair over, like law passes a chair to her head and takes her out. Uh, she blocked it, but it was one of those things like, you know how we always talked about for for decades, like wrestlers and headshots from the nineties and two thousands. Mm-hmm. But there's this like loophole around it in all of wrestling where if you throw the chair and release it out of your hands and it hits somebody, it's perfectly fine. Whether it was Guevara, whether it's Moxie, Moxie throws people throws chairs at people a lot too. It has been hit. I don't I don't understand this craze of I can't wrap it around their head like a baseball bat, but I'll throw it at them and that and, and that's okay. 
That's even more dangerous. You can poke somebody with the leg or the lip of the chair. I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like it, but whatever. Um, Robert Stone gets involved. She uh, relays him out and leaves him hanging, his dead body hanging on the top of the cage for like the, the, until the, the end of the show. Um, uh, there's a basic in the match comes down where. Uh, oh, actually, this is a good part. I'm, I'm leaving that out. Um, Rhea gets a gets her um, inverted lifted uh, Tex Cloverleaf move. I forgot what she calls it. Gets her up into it, and it's about to finish her and make her submit. Uh, Mercedes escapes by grabbing the kendo stick and whacking her leg with it um, while she's weakened. Um, they set up the chair. They set up the table. They end up teasing that they're going to do a fisherman buster in um, Mercedes already did a fisherman buster for for a near fall teasing a fisherman buster through the table Rhea thwarts it and they give her the rip tied off the top rope or off the middle rope through the table for the pin um, very good match I thought I I think it's every bit as good or maybe even better than the NXT um, title match in the opener I, I get both of them I get both of them like three and three quarters um but yeah, I think there's a write-off for Mercedes. Like to go to, go to the main roster. Yeah, because you know that that cage match when they bring that out, that's <laughs> like in NXT. It's like a feud ender, or you know, something like that. Because there's a lot of speculation she could be in that. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, there's also talking Rhea. I mean, you know, if it's time for her to go, it's time for her to go. Um, it ain't like she's not good enough to be on the main roster, especially for that's pretty much a case for anybody that's a star in NXT or anyone that's pushed. It's like they're gonna be on the main roster. Look what they have, look what they're pushing, especially the women's division. Good lord, like Candice yeah. Ray. Okay, so they're doing this, um, on the main roster. I know they're doing some either re debut or some spot for some like hot blonde woman, whatever else. Like, some yeah, like a starlet. It's like, so when this is Carmella. Right, because I, I haven't heard shit. From, I haven't heard shit from Carmella in months. So, like, when this Carmella, I think people were speculating that as her too. Oh, I didn't know that. I had no idea. But it's I saw funny. the video. They're like, WWE refuses to drop this Emelina shit. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah, it's like when it's Carmella or it's uh, I, it didn't look like body wise anyway. It didn't look like that was uh Lacey because you know Lacey is you know swole so. Um, right, but like when it is Carmella or it's Lacey or whatever blonde woman is on the main roster, right? Like, what are they gonna do? Like, it, it, you're not gonna be like, oh yeah, that definitely over Mercedes Martinez or Candice LeRae or or Dakota Kai or Tegan Knox or Mia Yim. Hell no, EO. If I'm gonna say EO already, but like, yeah, just like that's the thing. Just like, whatever. They have an embarrassment. They have a war chest of talent. Um, but yeah, that was NXT. Yeah, man. So we didn't talk about the Alexa Bliss dreadlocks at all, but um, yeah, Alexa Bliss got these dreadlock extensions, and I saw a photo of those, and I was just um, that was uh, hilarious. Um, she's using the sister Abigail move. Yes, she is. They they going all in on this one, huh? I don't know what they're doing. I really don't care. <laughs> so 
Um, I will be doing a guest appearance on um, Eight Bit Suplex this week, so I'm going to be watching Impact this week and taking uh, some notes. And I believe we're going to be talking about uh, Fire Pro Wrestling and like the history of that game and how fun it is to play and stuff like that. So don't okay. miss my guest appearance on there. Um, I don't think I've done any other. Oh, um, also, keeping it strong style, just opened up their G1 Pick'em tournament. Uh, they'll have more information on their show about uh, apparently a uh, contest that I am banned from winning, apparently. So uh, Dark Forces have colluded to keep me from, uh, you know, uh, winning. Uh, such surprise. Why are you banned from winning? Uh, apparently, I've been banned by William from winning. So I, I don't I don't know why, but um, yeah, apparently I, I've been banned. So, um, all right, yeah. So um, check out the Pick'em tournament, and like uh, I believe there's a Google Doc that is out now. Jeremy may have tweeted it out already. By the time you guys hear this, of course, uh, you know, check it out. It's uh, I believe the prize is like a G Shock watch, if I'm not mistaken. So make sure you guys enter that. I won't be. So <laughs> keep, keep that stress out of my life for, for having my G1 bracket go up and smoke. All right. So um, I am actually the winner, William. Oh, wow. Yeah. So since you mentioned um, guest spots, I will be on um, Imp Show on Wednesday to, or sorry, Thursday to review uh, this week's NXT. Um, next week's show has. EO versus Shotzi. It has the tag team title rematch from uh, the last title change between Brizango and Imperium. And we have Thatcher versus um, Damian Priest for the North American title. So, should be a good show. Um, yep, and I, um, like I said earlier, I released a music video for uh, the song Imagine. Make sure y'all check that out. Uh, I actually did a feature for Swerve's and Teezy's album um, on a song called Haters and I the song I produce as well y'all won't want to miss that one I uh, absolutely smoked that verse and I, there's going to be a behind the scenes uh, video I'm putting together of like a vlog for um, in the studio that day so you'll get some get some footage but you won't hear the song until the album comes out so okay um, anything else uh, eight years of doing One Nation Radio, James. Any any thoughts? Any sentimental feelings? Any a, a, anything uh, happy you want you want to say about doing the show? We've been doing this shit for a long time. Um, as far as that, uh, I mean, mostly this show. You know, people talk about, you know, things from my work or projects from my work. Like, this show's relatively easy. Like, the hardest thing is really editing and uploading it. Um, you know, because these are conversations that me and you will be having um, even without a podcast. Mostly, like, most of, most of, hell, most of our conversations sound like podcasts in any way when we go from topic to topic to topic, whether it's the NBA or um, real life shit or whatever else, or, you know, or just fake fighting so um you know i feel i feel like that's the strength of the show is our chemistry is because like you know this might be i don't even know what number this podcast would be but like we've had like multiple times uh these versions of shows on phone calls or whatever else over the years so that we've known each other so that's kind of you know 
Um, when you say eight years, I'm kind of like, wow, we've been doing this for eight years. But it's like, well, yeah. Yeah, we have been doing this for eight years, but it's like, honestly, we've kind of been doing it even longer. We've been doing this shit really since like 2006. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's or 2007 true. or whatever. So it's like, yeah. Like, I don't really think about it in those terms, but except for every year when you bring it up, and I'm like, and I always forget. I'm like, oh, yeah, wow. Like, wow, we are like, you know, we're getting close to a decade together doing this thing. Yep. Amazing. Amazing. So I'll be, um, I'll be getting married in under a month. Um, so I don't know how that much that's going to, um, change the show. It could change, change the show, but, um, thank you guys for listening to us like as much as you have and, you know, the constant support and, uh, all the feedback and everything. So I, I'm not, this isn't a, I'm going away or anything. Uh, but just, you know, like you guys know, I'm making a, you know, a, something in my life is dramatically changing. So, <laughs> um, well, you know, and I'll always, you know, want to do one nation radio. So, um, anyway, I guess we can, uh, you know, wrap it up. Yeah. That's the end of the show. Be sure to read us on every app you're using to listen to this with, uh, tell the folks about the social suplex podcast network, be sure to visit ProWrestlingTees.com slash Social Suplex and pick up some official Social Suplex Podcast Network merchandise. Be sure to check out the other shows on the network. On Sundays, we normally have this show, One Nation Radio. On Tuesdays, we have Keeping a Strong Style. On Wednesdays, we have the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Podcast. On every other Wednesday, we have Grumman Watch This Shit. On Thursdays, we have the Grave Consequences Podcast. On Fridays, we have 8-Bit Suplex. And on Saturdays, we have All Things Elite. Thanks for listening. Peace. Later.